Hello! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 168. One of the last remaining non-Disney-owned entertainment properties in the world. Wow, you're right. Yeah, you're right. At this point, you know, Disney also bought uh, full screen back in the day. Yes, and and Maker, Maker, that Maker was the big one. Yeah, was it was it full? They bought full screen. They, they definitely bought Maker. I don't know about full screen. Probably not full screen. Yeah. Probably just Maker that I'm thinking of. Yeah. So it's possible for them to come up and swoop up YouTube channels. Yeah. And then close it, and then let us all back into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hello, Vanilla Gorilla. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Juan. Hello, Diane Garcia. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Bob Wolf, who's a fake phony. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here, including the fake Bob Wolf. Yes. Which was my Instagram name. Yes. For a while. Until he changed it to Bob Wolf Fart. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, we got we got well we got two things that are going to take up the majority of our time. Yes, and then a lot of like little cleaning things that we think are interesting. I have a lot to say. Okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about the Nintendo Indie stuff. Yes. That, that they announced today, yes. which is a big deal. But the second thing is Google Stadia. Yeah. And I have a lot to say about. I that. feel like I do too. But I don't know where we line up on this. No, I don't think we line up at all in the same realm. Okay. Because we've talked about situations like this before. Yeah. And I think you're on a complete other planet okay. than I'm on. Oh, we'll, we'll so get that'll to, be good. We'll get to that when we get to that. It's yeah. Wonder Woman all over again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, sh- uh, we got a bunch of stuff here okay. that I didn't read before. Uh, we got Scarlarth. Thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. We got Brett Young, thanks for the nine months of support here on YouTube. Prom Dates, thanks for the 15 months. And Sherbo Dude, thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Thank you all. Uh, Full Screen is owned by Warner Brothers, apparently. Interesting. Owned by Otter Media, a subsidiary of AT&T's Warner Media under Warner Brothers. Interesting. Yes. So the other guy has them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're gonna talk about the, all the cool stuff that was uh, released on uh, that uh, that Nintendo's. Uh, the, the Nintendo had a little Nindy Direct today, yes. Wednesday, yes, March third, twentieth, uh, yes, uh, and they announced a bunch of games, yes, and the first one right off the bat, Cuphead, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> wa- everybody speculated this was gonna happen, yeah, but. I'm still shocked. This, this is yeah, happening. this is still a very big deal because this yeah. was like, for all intents and purposes, a Microsoft first-party game. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they put it on Xbox, they put it on PC, and everybody like at the time was saying like, yeah, no, this is a this is an Xbox exclusive for the most part. Yeah, uh, but yeah. everybody wanted it on the Switch, obviously, because yeah. it's one of those things that would just fit perfectly. And now here we are, two years later, Cuphead on oh the my Switch gosh, in two years. Yeah. Very bizarre trailer. I don't know if you saw. I didn't, I haven't seen any of the trailers. It was it was very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, it was like you know like a little nineteen like forties looking. Uh, yeah. Looking uh like intro. Some guy talking about how the correct way to pour milk into your cereal is very bizarre. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Cuphead coming to the Switch. Very good game. You will break your Switch in yeah. half. So um, if you don't like hard games, don't play it. What's interesting about it is because they also announced uh, you'll be able to play as Mugman. Throughout the single-player campaign. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, in Cuphead, you know, player one plays as Cuphead, but if you do two players, the second player plays Mugman. 
Now you can play as Mugman throughout the single player campaign. Also, this is this does Mugman have any different abilities? I don't. I remember. don't know. I don't think he does. He's blue. That's about it. <laughs> Probably a bigger deal was not only is Cuphead coming to the Switch, but it's coming with full Xbox Live support. So you'll be able to log into your Xbox Live account and get achievements. It said that? That's confirmed? Yeah, that's part of the... I don't know if they said it in the trailer, but I know uh, Larry Herb, Major Nelson, confirmed it on wow. Twitter. That's, I, I thought it was that was just part of the speculation. No, that, the, it's the whole thing. Xbox Live is, in fact, coming to the Switch, and Cuphead is the first game to support it. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's a huge deal. Like... Three years ago, even, like, none of us, nobody would have thought that would have been possible. So this is the first, first Xbox in- Live-supported game on a different platform. On a, on a different home console. Because there were some iPhone and Android games that had Xbox Ah, Live. true. That's a big deal. This yeah. is cool. And it's coming in April, so it's yeah. coming real fast. I'm surprised we didn't hear any leaks about that. Then there's this game called Overland, which I... Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of a group of travelers on a post-apocalyptic road trip across the United States in this turn-based survival game. Fight off scary creatures, rescue stranded survivors, and scavenge for supplies like fuel, first aid kits, and weapons. Decide where to go next. Upgrade this wrecked car or rescue that dog. Rescue the dog. (laughs) Yeah, obviously rescue the dog. And don't forget, there are consequences for every action. Uh, Overland is about close calls, dramatic escapes, hard choices, arguing about whether or not that dog gets rescued. There's no arguing. And the end of the world. There's no arguing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, uh, this this wasn't really yeah. one of those that like jumped out at me, but there it is. My friend Pedro is one that I want. I've heard of this bef- like before this announcement. We're going to play it next week, I think. Sweet. Uh, at PAX. PAX is going to have a lot of these games. Yes. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, my Friend Pedro is a weird little indie game that's been in development forever by one guy. Okay. And it's a side scroll. It it reminds me a little bit of what's that Xbox Live Arcade game oh, from the 360. I'm watching it now. Um, Shadow Complex. Yes. Yeah. Except this is slow motion bullet time and he rides a skateboard. Okay, yeah, I'm in on that. Oh, he's not. He doesn't ride a skateboard all the time. No, but there are skateboards. There in are it. skateboarding elements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so slow cool. motion bullet time, and and uh, you control both guns uh, independently, independent of each other. Okay. Yeah. So it looks really cool. Uh, I guess I'll put this stuff on screen. It might screw up the video capture, but you'll just have to deal with mm-hmm. it then when that happens. Sorry, guys. Uh, so yeah, this um, and it, it looks super bizarre. So. It looks good. You, 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 your buddy in it is is a sentient banana. My friend Pedro is a violent ballet about friendship, imagination, and one man's struggle to obliterate anyone in his path at the behest of a sentient banana. Uh, the strategic use of split aiming, slow motion, and the old stylish wi- window breach create one sensational action sequence after another in an explosive battle through the violent underworld. I'm curious how the uh, dueling guns are going to work. Yeah. Because anything that I've seen from it was always on PC with a mouse. Yeah. I think. But even so, how does that work with a mouse? You set one aim and then you switch to another. Oh, okay. So I guess you could do that with a control stick also. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, what's that game? Mark of the Ninja? Yeah. Well, how? 
Doesn't that have like a like a? It's side scrolling, but it has like a cursor, doesn't it? Yeah, for throwing your stars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it reminds me of that. I guess. Yeah, but I'm excited because there's a lot of action, slow motion, yeah. and cool it stuff. It's like it an action. Right. It's, yeah. it's like an action movie, but you're playing it. Yeah. So I think that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like there's a lot. You got destructible yeah. environments. He's rolling around. It looks very good. I'm not selling this game very well, <laughs> but it looks very good. Yeah. Uh, next is Neo Cab, which doesn't look very good. <laughs> Uh, you, you like, apparently in this world, uh, there's all electric cars and they're Mm -hmm. fully autonomous and you're like the last human driver and you're, you're a cab service. Neo cab is an emotional survival game about staying human in a world of disrupted, in a world disrupted by automation. You play as Lena, the last human cab driver on the neon drenched streets of Los Ojos, Ojos. Fictional host. city. <laughs> um, when your friend and your when your friend and only lifeline mysteriously vanishes, you're on your own in an unfamiliar city. I guess this is more like one of those. Uh, I don't want to say visual novel games, but it's definitely like one of those more like cerebral type games where you, there's not a whole lot of not like action movie action, but like a lot of like things happening. It's it. I think you're right with visual novel. Yeah. It seems very much like a visual novel. Yeah. And there's some sort of mystery in it, like you lost yeah. your sister or something. I feel like if this was a short game, I would be into it. Because I'm not I'm not opposed to like experimental games like this, but they got to be, you know, relatively short. If they're long, then like it's hard to keep that up. You, games like this, like visual novel games, yeah. like, uh, like narrative-driven games, you have to be really into the story or the world or mm-hmm. whatever this world doesn't interest me in the i mean i think the <laughs> i don't vis- think it really looks that great i like the you know the <laughs> cyberpunk aesthetic to it but... i like the cyberpunk idea yeah i don't it doesn't look it's not grabbing me right well know? i mean it's a hard you know you're a cab driver yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> unless it's like some taxi cab confession stuff that the passengers are saying you know i, I don't know how interesting it's going to be over the long run maybe yeah the next game, don't get too excited. I know, I'm already. <laughs> it's called Red Lantern. The Red Lantern. The Has Red it? Lantern. Has nothing to do with the Red Lantern core of the DC universe. Kind of hope you no. play it as a monstrous thing who eats hearts and bleeds from the mouth. I don't really understand what's happening, but somebody, this this woman seems to have just picked up her whole life and decided, I'm going to compete in the Iditarod. I'm going to, uh, as you do, I'm going to, uh, what do you call that? Mush dogs. What do you call yeah. that? Yeah, dog musher. I'm going to be a dog musher. That's not the what you call it. I think it. that's what it is. <laughs> that's not the name of it. Isn't that... Doesn't Snake say that? In... No, there's a oh, word... There's a, we're, we're blanking on, on the term. For a dog musher. Yeah. Anyway, the Red Lantern is a roguelite uh, resource management narrative game where you and a team of five sled dogs lost in the wilderness must navigate the ever-changing events of the Alaskan bush to find your way home. Mushing is a sport or transport method powered by dogs. It's just, mu- you call it yeah, mushing? mushing. S- it's sl- sled, dogs, dog sledding. Dog, dog sledding. sledding is the word I was looking for. Dog sledding. <laughs> but, I, you know, I wasn't wrong. Mushing- no, you're not wrong, but that's <laughs> not what I was thinking of at all. I thought we were just 
taking the yeah. like an, like an onomatopoeia and making it like <laughs> what it's called. No, you're right. It is a very silly word. <laughs> anyway, this trailer ends with a bear eating one of the dogs. So no, so yeah, no, screw <laughs> get that. Get ready game. to cry in this game. Uh, uh, oh God! Speaking of crying, did you see the Toy Story Four trailer? No, I'm. I I am convinced that my theory on Woody dying is correct. He better die. Yeah, they better. They gotta. I mean, it looked gut wrenching as it is without that theory, mm-hmm. but like it just can conf- like added to my theory. The problem is, Toy Story three ended fine, perfectly. Just stop. Yeah, there's no reason to have another one I, unless you're gonna kill some characters. I didn't mind that they were doing like the short films afterwards, like Toy Story of Terror, uh, the Toy Story from beyond or whatever i didn't know any of this yeah no they were just like little quick things that they had on abc to like entertain the kids and those were fine they like continued the story but like to do full movie you know there has to be like some really big dramatic stakes in here and like what can be bigger than killing off a character yeah like why make another movie at all there's no reason for it it ended fine you were fine before all right well red lantern looks cool i don't know what the hell the gameplay is It, it looks like another narrative driven game or, or like a like a Firewatch type situation, which in that case, get out of my face. I saw Firewatch is on the Switch today. Like it came out today. Did it? Yeah. I thought it I came out a so. while ago. I think it did. Unless it was like a preview. Because I know Wood got it. Yeah. And I told him, don't bother. That game sucks. And he's like, that game's great. I'm convinced he's just the opposite of me. <laughs> Makes sense. Somebody, I guess he would be uh, the warrior to, to your Mario. And I say that because somebody asked me on Twitter if I'm the Luigi of the Wolf, then who's my wild Luigi? <laughs> I, haven't, I just said Izzy because I had no idea. But I don't like people calling you the Luigi of the Wolf, then. I think I'm the Mario and you're the Robin. Wait, how does that... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I, I see what you're doing here. Exactly. So uh, I should change my Twitter handle then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're the Robin of the Wolf then. Actually, I would probably be more the Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> or say Nightwing. No, Jimmy, I'm Jimmy Olsen of the Wolf. Fine, <laughs> fine, whatever. Uh, Edwin in the chat says, it's been out. Okay. Firewatch. Why, do you uh, want it? No, because I, I thought I saw something that said it came out today. I promise you. Yeah, it it's says not good. <laughs> Firewatch, December 17th. Beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah, game. Yeah. Beautiful game. Not a good game. Anyway, uh, Darkwood. Oh, it was so scary. <laughs> Darkwood provides a new perspective on survival horror, scavenge, and explore the rich, ever-changing, free-roam world by day, then hunker down in your hideout and pray for the morning light. Uh, I think I zoned out during this. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Uh, well, it looks spooky. Oh, it's a top-down... It's, not, it's a horror game. I'm not... Okay. It, 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 it's, it's a top... It, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I guess it's a top-down shooter. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Interesting. Another resource management situation. Oh, uh, no. Cool. I got cool. my... Resident Evil 2 is like as much resource managing as I want to do. You know, it is cool, though. What? Katana Zero. I played this two years ago at PAX. Really? It's been in development. Another one by one guy. <laughs> it's been in development forever. Yeah. This looks really cool. So it's, you know, like a little ninja game. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's some sort of like time manipulation situation going mm-hmm. on. So you go through a... The, the levels are small slices. Okay. 
And when you die, it rewinds the level and then you do it again. Okay. So you have to figure out the most efficient way to beat the level. Gotcha. It's really freaking cool. And it, it plays cool. really well. And we're going to play it again next week. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited about this. It game. Looks, this game looks really good. Katana Zero is a stylish neo-noir action platformer featuring breakneck action and instant death combat. Slash dash and manipulate time to unravel your past in a beautiful, in a beautifully brutal acrobatic way. Coming to the Switch the same day as Cuphead. Wow. April 18th. Oh, that's very soon. Yes. It's very fast-paced. Yeah. Uh, and it's a one-hit you're dead yeah situation but again the levels are short so you mm -hmm. just rewind to the beginning of the level this is really cool i'm very excited about this game yeah and the next up we have rad this is by your friends over at double fine yes uh rad i was like all right i don't really like i'm not a big fan of double fine games yeah i, I played brutal legend but I, I wasn't as into it as i wanted to be yeah you I hear a lot of great things about Double Fun. Yeah. And unfortunately, none of their games are really like clicking with me that well. Yeah. But this game actually looks really good. Yeah. Uh, it's reminding me a lot of like old school 3D platformers. Yeah. Like, you know how I say that there's no place for games like that anymore? Yeah. This seems like the perfect way to redo something like that. Yeah. This seems like something that would be on the N64, except it looks got, much nicer. It looks much nicer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously it's more polished, yeah. or at least it looks more polished than like a freaking N64 3D game. Uh, there's a lot more to it. You can, right now on screen you show and that you can mutate to get all these different abilities. I guess that's like kind of like cycling through your weapons is yeah. you just mutate as a person. Um, it looks really good. It's like a, it, it's, it's like a 3D uh, beat-em-up platformer. So I'm into this. I'm yeah. uh Rat yeah. Rad is a 3D action roguelike uh, set Ooh, in a post roguelike roguelike set in a post post apocalyptic world where humanity has faced Armageddon not once but twice. Playing as a teenage protagonist, you must venture into the follow uh, an ever changing radioactive wasteland filled with unknown and unspeakable creatures. It is here that you will find the solution to heal the world and transform the cracked barren landscape into a lush source of new life. And of course, it's funny. Yeah. Because that's double fun. Because it's double fun. Yeah. yeah, it looks cool. I, I'm I'm interested in this. Yeah, uh, might actually play it. <laughs> First Katana Zero though. I'm more yeah. interested. Does it have a date? Oh, summer. Summer. Creature in the Well is next. I don't know. I don't remember this one. I don't remember this one at all. Uh, this looks like a Creature in the Well is a top-down pinball-inspired. Oh, hack and I slash, remember this one. Uh, dungeon crawler. Uh, as the last remaining bot C unit ventured deep into a desert, into a desert I mountain. I would love some dessert. <laughs> yeah. Venture deep into a desert mountain to restore power to an ancient facility haunted by a desperate creature. Uncover and upgrade powerful gear in order to save the city of Mirage from a deadly sandstorm. Pinball inspired yes. hack and slash dungeon crawl. It looks really, okay, really I'm cool. I'm playing the trailer now. I got to see. So it's, it's a hack. Oh, I see. It's, it's yeah. like... It, it's not really top down. It's like canted a little bit. Yeah. So it's like almost isometric. top down. It's almost yeah. isometric. It's almost top down. It's like somewhere it, in between. It remind the visuals remind me a lot for, of some reason from of Laura Croft's Go. Okay. Because it's kind of like art style and camera angles, but this pinball idea is like really interesting. I'm trying to think of a game that it's like it's just a hack and slash game. So I'm yeah. To, it, I mean, it, it reminded me a little bit of um, a game that. 
came to the Switch and they just made a new game that we talked about last week on here on the Wolf Den by Heart Machine. Why do I know the name of the developer, not the game? It reminds me of that for some reason, even though that's not a 3D game. Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, it's a top-down isometric hack and slash, except there are these little orbs and balls that you hit, and yeah. they bounce off the walls, and they hit the enemies and stuff. That's cool. That Yeah, I yeah. think this is really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is why indie games are great. Because yeah. they're doing weird-ass things like that, and... These are new mechanics that are unexplored in other yeah. places. And you can't have a AAA game with a million-dollar budget do some dumb stuff like yeah. that. So this is interesting, mm-hmm. and I hope it's cheap. Uh, did we read it? Yeah, I read it. Okay. Uh, then next is Blood Roots. Yeah, this also looks kind of interesting. Uh, in Blood Roots, the world is your weapon. Improvise and adapt to a, an ever-changing ballet of ultraviolence in a bloody revenge quest across the Weird West. It's This game focuses on chaining your moves together. Yeah. So, whereas, like, my friend Pedro was, like, all about action and how, yeah. you, how you do all the different moves to, like, kill everybody... This is similar, except this looks more like it's focused on doing like it's like the Tony Hawk of, yeah, of like it beat looks em up like game. you're constantly in motion, yeah, like no stopping one person to the next to the next, even to like to the buildings and the trees and stuff. So I'm I'm a little interested in this, yeah. So th- this looks kind of cool. This is another one where it, it's it's heavily focused on mechanics, yeah. So, but I like how it stars our dad. The main character's name is Mr. Wolf. <laughs> I mean, we're all Mr. Wolf, aren't true. we? <laughs> Not you guys. We're all. Mr. Yeah. Wolf. Well, you can't be. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you guys are. You guys are pups. Yeah. Anyway, Pine doesn't look good. <laughs> Pine. Just the thumbnail looks weird. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. This is like the art style is reminding me a lot of, um, like Fortnite and yeah. what's that game that ripped off for Paladins. Yeah. Everybody's like, no, Fortnite Paladins rip off Paladins ripped off Fortnite. Um Yeah, it looks like it's trying to be Fortnite. It looks like it's trying to be that sort of art style. Pine is an open world action adventure simulation game. Take on the role of Hugh, a brave young adult who belongs to the last remaining tribe of humans on the island of Albemare. Find your way through an ever-changing world in which all creatures have lives, goals, and quests of their own. Albemares factions trade and fight with each other over food and territory while Hugh learns about ways to influence the ecology in search for a new home for the humans. Yep. Okay. I'm not, yeah, yeah no, none no, of that would be a skip for us in the slightest. Uh,. Should I take a moment to read all of our like super chats? Yeah, we had two. We had a dollar from Adam Cooperman. Thank you. And we had uh, $10 from Christopher Colville. That feeling when you had to work for eight days straight and couldn't watch a single Wolf Den stream, and then you finally have a day off and you get to catch Wolf Den live, live. Too long, didn't read. Good to see you, boys. Good to see Good you, to see too, you. Christopher. Thank you for Even the Even though we can't see you. <laughs> I mean, the video feed might be weird. Yeah. But... Uh deal with it until we switch back uh we also got oh we got a bunch of stuff super saiyan thanks for the twitch prime sub and the tier one sub what 
I don't understand. So weird things right. been going on with Twitch, but thank you for that. Poline, thank you. Poline twelve thirteen, thank you for the Twitch sub. Um, the John of all trades with three dollar donation. What else are you hoping for to make 2019 a perfect year for Switch releases in your mind? We've already seen a ton of games that people have been waiting for, but I personally hope to see Pikmin 4 this year or next year. I, I You know what? I'm going to make a pact to myself that I need to play one of the Pikmin games again. Because I talk yeah. a lot of trash about Pikmin. I think... And I don't remember much of it, yeah. so I need to play. I it. think Pikmin Two might be better because that doesn't have a time limit. Okay. What did we play? The first one. Okay. Yeah. Two is on the GameCube. Yeah. Okay. I then, think it's all. I think they also put it on the Wii. Then I could try to get a uh, freaking 1080p out of our uh, GameCube. Yeah. So I'm interested in trying that. Okay. But what else are we hoping for? Yeah. I already got everything that I want, man. I'm getting Mario Maker too. Unless they put Resident, the Resident Evil 2 remake on Switch. Yeah. I don't know. Even though I'm I'm already on my second playthrough of it. I haven't even beat it. Really? Yeah. There's there's a really easy trick to like for your second playthrough. Uh play it on easy. <laughs> and like I'm not even kidding, it goes much faster. It's still like kind of difficult and scary, but like it goes much faster. Like I didn't die once. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm getting Mario Maker 2. Yeah. We're getting a new Pokemon game, and it yes. looks very good. So I'm happy with that. Had Metroid come out this year, I think that would have been the big one. I'm I'm good, man. I mean, I'm trying to think. I really yeah. want Death Stranding, but I'm going to I'll wait. I can I'm wait. I'm curious as to because a couple of weeks ago we talked about like they're bringing back a canceled game. Oh, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious to know what that is. If it's like a major like first party title, like if it's a new F Zero or like Eternal Darkness is coming back or something like I that. I think that's gonna blindside everybody. Yeah, I'm happy with Nintendo's offerings currently. Yeah, so I don't need another thing. Yeah, but, they got a lot of good stuff coming out. But Will's right. They, if if they, they, their unannounced game that they're reviving is going to probably be a really big yeah. deal. Or so they're not done with it. Or now that Microsoft and Nintendo are playing nice, maybe we can get that GoldenEye HD remake that you know has been in the works. Well, yeah, that would be... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that can't be the canceled game, but no. that certainly can be something yeah. you could do. But on both systems have uh, cross-play online. Crunch Topher, thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. Yes. Uh, Adam Cooperman, thank you for the dollar super chat. It Wacky Jackie and Juvin Woe, thank you for the Twitch subs. There's a lot of Twitch subs going yeah. on. We also just got $5 from Shane Jackson. Uh, first, you guys are above cool. Second, have you seen that MHA got a second movie confirmed that may drop as early as this winter? Do you know what that is? My Hero Academia. Yes. Um, I'm up up on my Boku no Hero Academia. I did not see that. I also did not see the first movie, which I'm very upset about. I saw... I forgot what game it is, but like some game has a new character. Oh, I think it's Apex Legends. has a new character and he's got a tattoo... That's like a My Hero Academia reference. Really? I don't think it's intentional, but it's like very close to it. All right, now I got to see this. Somebody tweet that at me. I want to see if I'm going to get a million tweets now. Um, Crunch Topher. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. And then it's, oh, you gifted a sub to Natso. Thank you, Crunch Topher. If you have Amazon Prime, you can support us for free over on twitch.tv slash Wolfden. I just want you to know. Um, What was I going to say? So I listened to... 
uh, Google Play Music because it comes for free with uh, YouTube Premium. Yes. So I don't have Spotify. I have Google Play Music. Google mm-hmm. Play Music doesn't have a lot of good uh, Japanese like rock music oh, no. as much as Spotify does. Yeah. So I try to find new stuff. And I don't understand anything. <laughs> so like when it's in Hiragana, I don't know what the hell the names yeah. of these bands are. Uh, so I just go to Related and I just listen and listen and listen. 50% of the music that I find that way is a title song from My Hero Academia. <laughs> I'll be listening to an album and I'll be like, oh, yeah. this is good, this is good. And then I'll hear a song and I'm like, where do I know this song from? Oh, that's right. It's one of the title themes of My yeah. Hero Academia. Hey, we got Warm Butt Beef with $2. Bob, can you unsheath your massive switch from its denim dungeon? I think he means my dick. He means your dick. Because a switch ain't fitting in these pants. Yeah. Uh, Soundwave Gaming. No. Soundwave <laughs> Gaming. Uh, thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Okay. All right. Let's get back into yes. what the hell we were talking about Let's, before. We left off at Super Crate Box. Okay. Another one I'm not very interested in. Uh, this is, yeah, this is just a, this is just like a, like an indie, uh, what do you, it's like duck game. It reminds me of duck game. Yeah. Except you're playing against NPCs. Um, the levels look like they're set up like, uh, like Mario Brothers levels. Uh, Vlambeer, Super that was Crate a very Box. Short. It is. It's only like half a minute. Yeah. Vlambeer, Super Crate Box is coming to bring back the glory of the Golden Arcade Age. Um, when all that really mattered was getting on that high score list. Grab your baseball cap and loosen your pants. <laughs> okay. It's time to fight endless hordes of enemies and collect every weapon crate you can. Prepare for an arcade delight with tight controls, refreshing game mechanics, cracking retro art, and a terribly hip chiptune soundtrack. We already have games like Duck Game and yeah. Killer Queen Black. I don't really see yeah, I feel like need th- for this. You know, it's trying to be... Something like that every other game already is. Unless this is like a dollar. Yeah. You know, then that'd be cool. Yeah. But uh, not not very interested. Then we have Nuclear Throne, which I think has been a game for a while. Uh, the indie super hit from Vlambeer, uh, finally on Nintendo Switch. Nuclear Throne is a post-apocalyptic roguelike top-down shooter. Not the final hope of humanity post-apocalyptic, but the humanity is extinct and... and uh, Mutants and monsters now roam the world post-apocalyptic. Fight your way through the wastelands with powerful weaponry, collecting uh, radiation to mutate some new limbs and abilities. All these things and more you could do if only you were good at this game. (laughs) Can you reach the nuclear throne? Looks like gun... Enter the gungeon. Yeah. So, play... Just play Enter the gungeon. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hope you're not sick of Vlambeer games because next we have Vlambeer Arcade. Oh. <laughs> Vlambeer Arcade is a collection of bite-sized games which will have a growing catalog over time. The first game in the arcade collection is called Ultra Bugs, which is a fast-paced, score-centric 2D shooter. This one doesn't have a trailer. So it seems like this company just specializes in retro-style, fast-paced like shooting games. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing to specialize fine. in. It just seems like there's a lot of them, and these don't necessarily do a whole lot to differentiate themselves. Correct. Yeah, I don't see what the uh, difference is between yeah. this and like other games mm-hmm. like that. And I'm sure there is something. Yeah. 
again maybe it's like super cheap or something yeah. but um yeah i don't know just just we already have into the gungeon i, well, don't, I don't know if we need some christopher colville with the five dollar super chat i'm super pumped on super crate box used to play super crate box like 10 years ago when it was shareware on pc it's a surprisingly good game shareware on pc yeah interesting so maybe this is gonna be super maybe. cheap yeah uh all right so maybe it's good maybe. i don't know yeah. i haven't even looked at any reviews for any of these games Next is Swim Sanity. This game, I've been crapping on a lot of these games. Yeah. This game also does not look very good. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, read the description. Swim Sanity is a multiplayer underwater shooter already. Yeah. Like, why? Uh, with action-packed co-op and versus game modes, all supported by online and local play. You play as the hero Moomba, who uses a variety of unique power-ups and weapons to survive in this aquatic world. So it's one big underwater level. Yeah. I don't know who is like, you know those levels and games that nobody likes? I want to make a whole game like that. Unless the, they were thinking like, we can make underwater levels good. So let's make the whole game about it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I, no. It looks very flashy. Like the animation style is pretty good, but I don't know if this is... I don't think the animation... I. It looks like flash animation. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's not a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not. Right. I'm not not interested. So, sorry, swim sanity. <laughs> I'm not interested in this next one, but I'm excited that they're continuing this. I wasn't yeah. expecting a familiar face like this. <laughs> Blaster Master Zero Two, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Mutant Blasting Action is back. Join Jason, Eve, and Fred on an intergalactic journey. The side-scrolling, top-down, hybrid action-adventure gameplay returns with a brand-new sequel to Blaster Master Zero. Experience the yet-untold story of Jason and Eve after defeating Earth's mutant scourge as they venture into the depths of space in their new battle tank. Uh, what does that say? The Gaia, Gaia Sophia. Sophia. Oh, that's the name of the yeah. battle tank. So I never played any Blaster Master. I game. played Blaster Master Zero had a demo on the Switch and I played a little bit of it. The original game is Blaster Master, right? Yes. Okay. And that's an NES game. Is is it on is it isn't it part of the classics? It might be. NES Classic? I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is. So you played some of it? I played some of the Blaster Master Zero, the demo of it. Okay. It's not bad. It's pretty fun. I like indie creates. Yeah. Because I like uh Azure Striker Gunball. And this is giving me similar vibes with the way they're showing the characters on screen right yeah. now. Uh, so you liked it? Yeah, well, what I played of it. I didn't play much. I only played the demo, so I okay. didn't like play a lot of it. But I like what I played. I know Blaster Master has like a big you know, following. A lot of people like that game. And from what I understand, people who even like the original liked Blaster Master Zero. So if this was more of the same, it should be good. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. Yeah. So hopefully it's cheap. Why does that woman have such big boobs? Which woman? There was just a woman on oh, the screen with huge boobs. I missed it. Needlessly huge boobs. No reason for that. Anyway, so that's cool. I'm glad yeah. that this is something that we're, you know, yeah. it's just we're getting more of an NES game. Yeah. So that's cool to me. But I've never played any of them, so yeah. who knows if I'm going to play this one. I just want more freaking Gunvolt. Uh, hey, Stranger Things 3, the game. Yes, have you I watched... Yeah, I'm the one that keeps telling you to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, well, I'm sorry, Will. Everybody's the one who tells me to keep watching it. No, uh, I didn't see the Stranger Things 3 trailer yet. Uh, that came out today. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I forgot they were making a game of it, and it's coming to the Switch now. They made apparently. a game for each season. They made an iPhone game for the second season, which I also haven't They played. didn't make one for the first? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the first, they just put it out, like, all right, here, whatever. Then it became the greatest thing on the planet. Because this is, because that other game for the phone, wasn't that 8-bit and this is 16-bit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I mean that's cool. This yeah. is I mean this is just kind of like a promotion for the for the season. Yeah. So, but this looks like it's more. Uh, from what I understand, the phone game was actually like pretty in depth for mm-hmm. a promotional tool for the phone, and this looks like it's taking that to the next level. They're putting a lot more like, you know, effort into it. Yeah. So. Uh, don't expect like you know. No, don't expect the expect just above a cash in. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you like Stranger Things, this might be interesting. Yeah. But otherwise, you're not gonna get like amazing gameplay yeah. something like this explore the world of the hit netflix original series for yourself in the official game for stranger things 3 see they barely put any effort into the press release yeah. too they know exactly who like how to market this yeah so it looks like you play as a uh, chief hopper and winona Ryder. just going through it looks like the research facility but yeah there you go uh, oh, hey, this is the last thing. Yes. This is also a really big deal. This they, is a very they, big they deal. Save, they save this for their one more thing. Yeah. Uh, this is Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necromancer featuring The Legend of Zelda. That's the full title. That's a mouthful, <laughs> but... In the latest rhythmic action adventure from uh, Brace Yourself Games, you can enjoy the gameplay of Crypt of the Necromancer in the setting of The Legend of Zelda series. As Link, or even as Princess Zelda, you'll explore the randomly generated world uh, and dungeons on a quest to save Hyrule. Every beat of each remixed... Every beat of each remixed, comma... Oh, The Legend of Zelda tune is a chance to move, attack, defend, and more. So stay one step ahead of each enemy and boss or face the music. So, I've never played a Crypt of the Necromancer game. Me neither. Uh, but after seeing this, I am super interested. Yeah, it looks very interesting. It's a rhythm-based action game. Yeah. It looks like freaking... It looks like a, like a 16-bit Zelda game. Yeah. Like like Link like, to the Past. Yeah. But it's rhythm-based. And it's the fact that Nintendo like just went to an indie developer and be like, Hey, you want to use our characters? Yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want to know the story behind yeah. that. I want to know what... Ha- I want to know... If they went to Nintendo and was like, hey, guys, can we just use Or if Nintendo was like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Hey, you, over there. Yeah. With Mr. Crypt, uh, Crypt of the Necromancer people. Yeah. Take whatever you want and do something. This would be like if Disney went to like some independent animator and be like, hey, make a Mickey Mouse movie. <laughs> Nintendo has been better and better with indie developers. Oh, yeah. So this isn't that crazy but this is like a substantial step forward it's for crazy because like this is one of their top properties like they spend so much time and effort in making zelda games to make sure that they are 100 percent perfect mm-hmm. and now they're just like hey cake kids you want to do it yourself here <laughs> i mean it's it it's very exciting yeah i'm glad that it's link and zelda yeah and the person that you play the main protagonist yeah. of the crypt of the necromancer games so and yeah the fact that it, it's in the zelda world too yeah. it's not in the crypt of the necromancer world it's in hyrule yeah so that's nintendo gave them free reign to yeah. do whatever the hell they wanted 
you know, again, this is like the equivalent of Disney going up to like some YouTuber and be like, hey, make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. I'm going to fix the video feed so nobody freak out. Okay. Um, so, yeah, of all of those, I'm probably most excited for. I mean, Cuphead's a big deal. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play it again. I, already played I haven't it. played it yet, so this would be perfect for me. Uh, my friend Pedro, I'm super excited for yeah, my friend Pedro. Yeah, that good. Uh, Katana Zero. Yeah. Super excited. And both of those are going to play next mm-hmm. week. Kind of exi- excited for Rad. Yeah. I think that is going to be there. Yeah, I think Double Fine is going to be there. That's the, that's the thing, is that um, Nintendo is going to have a bunch of stuff, but they just announced it today. So they just announced these today. So this stuff's going to be at PAX playable. Yeah. Uh, a lot of this stuff, anyway. Uh, what else? What else? What else? That's really. I think that's yeah. it. Oh, I mean, and Cre- that- Creature in the Wall kind of looks. Creature in the Well kind of looks cool. Uh, f- I would play the Stranger oh, Things Creature game. Creature in the Well is the pinball game. Yeah. Yes. I would play the Stranger Things game. Um, Blaster Master uh, looks good. If you were into that, everybody wants us to know that it's uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Not Necromancer, as we've oh. been saying. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm s- I'm so sorry that Necromancer, which is closer to a real word than Necrodancer, <laughs> is the one we default to. Um, but yeah, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, that looks pretty rad. Pretty rad, yeah. But don't forget about the other. I crapped on a lot of these games. Yeah. But there are a lot of great ones. Some of them, like, yeah. even like the bad ones look pretty interesting. Yeah. So even right. like the, the Neo Cab one, like, I would give that a shot. You're weird. I am. I am excited about 50% of these games. Yeah. And the other 50%, I think, look dumb. So, this I'd say this is a pretty solid direct. Mm-hmm. And now that we just spent 45 minutes on that, Jesus we Christ. need to move topics. Oh, yeah. no, we got a bunch of stuff here, though. Uh-huh. Uh, where do we leave off? We got a uh, $10 from... your massive Switch. Soundwave Gaming, thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. Uh... Vic Vicarious, uh, Luke Antone, Einer Lopez, all of you, thank you for the Twitch subs. I appreciate it. Uh, Christopher Cole, what were you going to read? Uh, and the Tungsten. Oh, no, Kraken. we already read that yeah. one. Yeah, you read that one. All right. Tungsten Kraken with $10. Nothing I want you guys to say. I just love your content. Keep making awesome stuff. Thanks, thank man. Thank you. Thanks, Tungsten. Uh, also, Voxels with $5. Thanks for the streams. This one is helping me through a slow night at work. Also, keep working at the Japanese, Bob. Enough uh, exposure and immersion will get you there one day. Uh, must No, that's excuse me. <laughs> See, I don't even... Uh, yeah. I came in. Uh, Oregato. There, there you go. Yeah. That's easy. Though. I know that one. That's too easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying. I had a really rough day on Monday in class. Yeah. Uh, my pronunciation is awful, and it's mostly because of my heavy New York accent. Yeah. Because all of our vowels, I have a thicker New York accent than I think you do. Yeah. But my vowels are all messed up from that. Yeah. So when saying vowels in Japanese, it's even worse. <laughs> so that's something I need to get over. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yes. Let's move on. Yes. Unless anybody has anything to say. So Dance, uh, this cyber channel says Blaster Master Zero is looking pretty good. I don't know if you know. So if you go on the PAX East website, I sent this to him. If you go on the PAX yeah. East website, uh, 
Uh, I told them not to do this, but they did it anyway. And you go to the little events page mm-hmm. and you go to our panel that is 11.30 on Sunday at the Bumblebee Theater at PAX. Don't forget it. It says uh, uh, the people who are... It says like like presenters. Uh, Bob Wolf, content creator. Yeah. Wolf Den. Will Wolf, content creator. Wolf Den. Dan Seibert, content creator. <laughs> the cyber, That cyber channel. Dan's not going to be there. Right. <laughs> Dan's not going. <laughs> Anyway, Christopher Cole, five bucks. Here's another one to read. Just because, hi, Auntie Bob and Uncle Will. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm not complaining. Uh, do we get something else? Sounds oh, like Grand we... Pine, Grand Pine Apple. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Thank you. All right, I'm moving on. We're okay. talking about freaking uh, a Google Stadia, which is going to take up another freaking hour, years. probably. Yeah. Um. I think this is a lot more exciting than people give it credit for. I think this is changing a lot about the way that we play video games. Similar to the way the Nintendo Switch did. And I see you gearing up to say, no, it's not. (laughs) I feel like they're jumping the gun significantly on this. I I know that you are of the mind that America's infrastructure isn't set up for something like this. Yeah. And most of America has really low internet speeds. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. Yes. However, I think that those people who are getting like three to five megabits per second, they're just not going to get 4K60. They're going to get like 720 and be totally happy with it. I guess. But even still, like to stream an entire game, that's a lot of data to go. Like that's not like playing a multiplayer game where you're just sending like little packets back and forth. This is an entire game that they have to send over the... That, that and that's the that's the thinking of a lot of people and yeah. why a lot of people don't think this is a big deal but all you're do, like you're right it's not like a multiplayer game because yeah. a multiplayer game you're just sending the controller information and everything that's going yeah. on in the world let's back up a little bit google stadia yeah. is uh google's entry into video games they they're creating a streaming service um, we don't know much about it yet, but yeah. they announced that it's a streaming service that's going to work across a multitude of different devices, possibly the Nintendo Switch, but they haven't said anything yet. Possibly um, any system, but they haven't said anything yet. Correct. Um, and it'll allow you to stream really high-quality games to a multitude of devices. Yeah. Um, and they have a bunch of great games set up for it. And I we'll, think right now it's confirmed Doom. Doom Eternal is going to come. And Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so there's going to be a bunch of great stuff on yeah. it. It's, it's going to be a huge contender. But like we're saying, people are uh, a little like confused about the technical specs and how it's actually going to work. Because from what we've seen with streaming video games, the latency is crazy. Like PlayStation yeah. Now doesn't work well. Uh, Others on, on live like went out of business because they weren't able to like sustain like any, any good connections or yeah. anything like that. So in the past streaming services for video games have not been very good yeah but this is freaking google so if anybody can do it they can do it it is freaking google but you also have to remember google is a company that will have launch a service with a lot of fanfare and then when it like goes quiet a month later they will kill it within the year you know they did it with i mean google plus lasted a surprisingly long time but they did it with google um their messenger service allo that they just canceled uh, remember that they did it with um they've had failures they've had a lot of failures. they've had a lot yeah. of failures and if this, they've had a, a lot of successes if this and, thing doesn't get any traction within like the first two months like they will kill it 
Google's successes changed the world. Right. So their failures are, you know, they, they fizzle yeah. out, but their successes are big deals. So this is so this is why. Hope, I, look, I hope I'm wrong. I hopefully yeah. this is a success. I just don't know if it's going to be. So going back to the way, going back to streaming a whole game at 4K yeah. 60. Um, you said you're streaming a whole game, so it's not just sending the controller yeah. information. And you're right about that. When you're playing a multiplayer game, you're just sending like your controller information, where your character is in the world, and like others. Very small like numbers basically mm -hmm. that are then converted into like the coordinates of where you are in the world and your controller inputs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's very small bits of information that are being set when you're playing multiplayer games. All that's added to that when you're streaming a game is the video information. You're not streaming the whole game. You're just streaming the video feed and your controller information. Those oh, that's it. And what about like the sound so you can hear it? Okay, the audio. <laughs> yeah. But your base, all you're doing is what is streaming a video, plus your controller information. You're sending back your controller, right? Information. But think about if you're playing, even playing like a regular multiplayer game, mm -hmm. and you know you're you're, you know you're playing the game, and then all of a sudden, you know your mom wants to use the internet and then your dad wants to use Netflix and then your kid, your kid sibling is trying to order something on Amazon. Right. And then, you know, you're getting text alerts from YouTube on your phone. All that stuff takes up bandwidth on your network. Correct. So the more and more things that take up bandwidth on your network, the more and more your network has to allocate data to those things and the less and less there's going to be for the game. So... so this is a problem with 4K video streaming right now. Yes. That people that like Netflix is having to deal yeah. with and stuff. So, yeah, that's a 4K streaming takes up a lot of bandwidth. Right. But not everybody's going to be streaming 4K. Right. But even, and not everybody's going to want to. Even like 1080p streaming at like 60 frames per second for games is going to take up a lot of. I completely disagree. Because if you can watch a YouTube video at, four, at 1080p 60, then you can freaking stream one of these games. But a YouTube video is still significantly less data being sent than a game. No, it's the same, except that you're also sending your controller information. It's just, it has to be fast. Yeah. It has to be very fast. Yeah, any, any input lag at all is going to ruin it. Yeah, and yeah. I think if anybody can lower that input lag, it's them. Have you ever used Parsec before? No. Parsec, but I, I know you like you've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Parsec. Well, I have a video about it. Yes, Parsec is a streaming platform where you can uh, remotely control a computer from somewhere else. So yeah. I played it with MDB a few times. Um, so he will set up a, a server on his computer, and I'll remote into his computer. He's in Canada. I remote into it from here, and we could play freaking Mario Party for N64. Yeah. And it feels great, considering I'm playing freaking Mario Party on an emulated N64 in Canada. Yeah. You know? And you can actually play it, and it doesn't feel like there's yeah. much input lag. Um, but again, it's Mario Party, so like, you know. Yeah, it's, and plus Parsec is like a much smaller thing compared to like Google. Exactly. So like a lot of people will probably, a lot more people will probably use Stadia than they will Parsec. Correct. Correct. But, and Google has a much better infrastructure yeah. or something like that than somebody like Parsec would. Even though Parsec runs phenomenally, right. um, Google's will probably run better. Yeah. Um, and again, we're not going to know until it happens. But, yeah. you know, 
we used to freaking do math on abacuses. Yes. You know, and then we got calculated. Yeah. So like the internet, yeah, like streaming service, yeah. streaming video games have been bad. Yeah. But they're going to get better. I'm not saying that they're not going to get better and that like it's not going to be uh, f- like this isn't going to be a thing eventually. I just think they're trying to get to it before everybody's ready for it. Kind of like VR. Right. You know, everybody like they threw that out, but like nobody was ready for it. People still aren't ready for it because there's nothing that people want to see in it. Well, the only other people who are going to do this or the only other people who are who have a hat in the ring are going to be Microsoft. Yeah. They're going to do this yeah. same thing. And they're going to do it soon. Like either this E3 or next E3. Yeah, I think Phil Spencer said like, you know, he saw the announcement of Stadia and he's like, he's excited for it. And he said said something like E3 is going to be great or something. Yeah. Implying that they're going to announce. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Now they kind of have to. Yeah. Um, So I think if anybody has the the firepower to compete directly with Microsoft, because that's what's happening. Yeah. It's Google. This is... I think this is similar to when Sony threw their hat in the ring after the SNES. It's similar, but again, like when other, when other companies like try to jump into the gaming ring, mm-hmm. like it's very hard for them to maintain. Like Sony and Microsoft became successful despite everything. Yes. You know, Sony probably should PlayStation 1 probably should not have been a success. But they learned a lot of lessons from, uh, f- you know, their partnership with Nintendo at the time, and seeing like they studied the market with Sega very closely. Microsoft was able to succeed just because of, like the sheer dollar amount like they were able to throw at it. Plus, you know, they had a Microsoft Game Studios beforehand, so they knew how video games work and, more and or less. That's something Google's going to have to do, yeah, because they also can throw money at it. They can throw money at it, but like Google doesn't really have like. You know, before this, they never really had like any sort of like gaming experience. I would say they they had, yeah, they they don't have as much gaming experience. Yeah, as, certainly as much as Microsoft did before that. Yeah, um, probably not as much as Sony did either. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, Sony at least you know they worked with Nintendo for the Nintendo PlayStation. I didn't go anywhere, and they had like Sony Interactive Studios even before that. Well, they have Android. Um, yeah, but they don't really like make games for Android. They just like let people develop for Android. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with iOS. iOS became a gaming platform not because of Apple, but because other people were putting games on there. True, and I guess Android same thing similar, yeah. but they. The infrastructure is something that Google knows. They, they have a lot of experience in right. something like that. They could definitely put something like this together. The only thing that is going to be difficult is wrangling up the studios and stuff. Because they don't, yeah. they don't have experience they have with They have Ubisoft like that. and they have id. And I think they have one others. And they have now they have their own in-house gaming studio run by Jade Raymond, formerly yes. of EA and Ubisoft. And- but she left... EA Motive um, in October of last year. Yes. So she hasn't been there very long. No. And I think they also uh, swooped up Jared Petty, formerly of IG. Yes. Um, they swooped him up like around the same time. So yeah. it sounds like all of this is very recent. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've been working on Stadia for years. Yeah. But like all the front facing stuff that we're seeing now looks like it was very recently mm-hmm. so that's probably why they don't have much to say about yeah. this. 
Well, let's run down like what they did yes. say about it. Yes. And see if we can figure something out. Yes. Uh, what Google has said. This is according to Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, at launch, Google says the service will be able to run games up at up to 4K at 60 frames per second with a 30 megabits per second connection with presumably slower speed allowing for 1080p. That's interesting. 30 megabits per second is a lot smaller than I would expect for 4K 60. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. But again, not everybody's getting 4K 60. Not yeah. everybody's going to Probably even... nobody's going to get 4K 60, you know, right out the gate or consistently or say. even want it like well i it, it it pc gamers will want it every, every well pc gamers aren't the ones this is being marketed right that you if you want to build a two thousand dollar gaming rig you build your two thousand dollar game right this is well, for the college student who has a freaking macbook yeah and, 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 and it's doom like fix. oh doom eternal yeah, yeah i want to i want to try that out and then boom yeah ten dollars later you're freaking well, playing doom eternal let's on keep your going and all right uh, the platform will scale down the frame rate and graphics for internet connections below 30 megabits per second, obviously. Yeah. Uh, quote, if you have less bandwidth, we'll give you a lower resolution, Harrison told Kotaku. Phil Harrison, formerly of Sony and Microsoft, and now is like the head of Google, this whole thing. I wonder if they're going to prioritize resolution over frame rate. They'll probably prioritize... Or no, the other way. The way, the other way. They'll probably prioritize frame rate. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I, if I were to do something like this, I would lock it at 30 frames per second, 1080p, because I don't care. You don't care. I know. But like a lot of games, like if, if 60 frames per second makes the difference, then mm-hmm. you know they'll want it to be you know a consistent 60. Yeah. Let, I mean, let's be real here. I'm gonna freaking just play games on my. If it's a PC game, I'm playing it on my freaking PC. Yeah. You know, I'm not playing it on this stupid thing. Well, well, let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where am I? All Stadia games will require a constant internet connection. If your internet goes down, you can't play them. That's a big That's a big problem of mine. Like, if I'm sitting there playing a game, and all of a sudden I lose internet connection, I can't keep playing the game. Mm-hmm. Right now, if I wanted to play a game on my PS2, PS4, as long as it's installed on there, I can keep playing it. Mm-hmm. You know? I, that's a big problem with, like, for me at least, with the whole idea of streaming gaming. It's almost like uh, you're. It's almost like watching a movie, and then your internet goes down, and then you can't watch the movie anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the world we live in today, though. <laughs> I'm not happy about that either. I know it sucks, yeah. but like that's. Would you rather that, or would you rather get a huge library of movies at just ten dollars a month? I mean, that's very nice. You but know, at this point, you know, Netflix is losing their huge library of movies because they're so focused on creating their own crap. Yeah. Create better crap. Of course, there's downfalls, but yeah, this I just think this is the way the world is is moving to. People like us, we're archivists. We yes. want to be able to keep the games, which is a big problem yeah. with all digital. Well, stuff. even like Netflix now allows for some things. At least they let you download the games, bef- games, the movies beforehand, <laughs> right? So you can watch it without an internet connection. So at least there's that option. Mm-hmm. It sounds like with this, they're not even giving you that. I mean, not. Right off the bat. Right off the way. bat, yeah. So maybe eventually. That's why but, I feel like, you know, we keep saying like the PS5 and the next Xbox will probably like have some sort of streaming ability. But I think they should still at least have a hard drive so you can download games to it in case like your internet connection goes out. So you still have the option to play it offline if you want to. I think the people like like the Wills of the world or the Bobs, because I'll be honest, I think this is really exciting. I'm barely going to use this thing. Yeah. We are going to be buying physical media. 
but yeah. I cause that's just the way that we are, and we want you know we want the games how we want them, and it's gonna we're gonna pay a premium for it. Yeah, but we want our games how we want our games. Yeah. But I think a large majority of people are going to be playing games this way because a large majority of people are just playing Fortnite, and that's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you don't even have to pay for that. That's yeah. a free game. And these people, you know, if you go into the Apple Store. They have an Apple TV set up with a controller playing Fortnite. Yeah. Who the hell is playing <laughs> Fortnite on an Apple TV? I would like to meet that person and do like a documentary series on I'm them. I'm sure they're, they're a dime a dozen, yeah. those people. Now you can freaking play, presumably play Fortnite on your freaking Chromebook. Yeah. So like, that's the people who are going to be using this service. Yeah. And that's the mainstream audience, I think. Yeah. Um. So again, this won't be the most ideal way to play video games, but it's still a very exciting way to get video games to people who uh, aren't thinking about their expensive gaming rigs. Yeah. All Stadia. Oh, we read that yeah. right. Stadia can run on any device that has Google Chrome. Wow, I didn't know that. Including phones, tablet, tablets, PCs, and TVs. So that does include MacBooks. Yes. I was. I wasn't uh, sure if it was going to include. Uh, OS X. Well, it makes sense. If it's only going to be in the web browser, that doesn't really need... Uh, I honestly didn't know it was only going to be in the web browser. Yeah. Except that they had the demo for their... Th I forgot yeah. what they called it. I don't remember. That project stream yeah. or whatever it was called. Yeah. Where they had Assassin's Creed Unity. Not Unity. Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, and that was in the Chrome web browser. And it yeah. could work on MacBooks. So AJ tried it. I, I yeah. didn't try it. So that's... I mean, being able to stream games on my MacBook is freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Stadia can run. I read that one already. Stadia, <laughs> the the Stadia data center PCs where games will actually be running will use Linux, which is interesting. Why? Because why is that significant? Ninety percent of PC games, which I'm pretty sure, like the games that they'll be having, will be the PC builds mm -hmm. that they'll be running in the service. Ninety percent of PC games are Windows. Mm -hmm. So and like it's not just a simple matter of like file save as dot linux like they have to actually build it for a linux platform interesting so like these are games that like if if they weren't going to come to linux in the first place now they have to like build it you know for linux i understand why like they would want to go with linux rather than windows because i'd be like using the competition stuff you know but you know, that's just, that is like, if they're good, that means like if they want to put their games on this, that they got to convert it to Linux. And by that token, then there's no reason why they can't put it on Steam as a Linux version because Steam still has Steam OS, which is a Linux based True. thing. It's also probably a lot easier for them to set up their uh, infrastructure with Linux. Yeah. Because Linux is more malleable. It's open source. Yeah. yeah. Data center PC specs, GPU 10.7 teraflops, which is more than any console. Yeah. Console currently. Uh, but probably not more than the next-gen consoles. Probably. But again, they could always upgrade them. Yeah. 56 compute units, no idea what that means. Yeah. HB M2 memory, no, no idea, idea what, that, what that is. CPU custom x86 processors. Pause. x86 processors, I said all that stuff about the Linux PCs, but x86 processors is what like modern Windows computers are, the PS4 and the Xbox One are x86. So that should make things easier to convert to. Mm-hmm. Continue. 2.7 gigahertz, hyper-threaded AVX2. That doesn't sound very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about the cores? We don't know how many cores. Yeah. Maybe um, Maybe it doesn't matter. Memory. 16 gigabytes of RAM up to eight, uh, 484 gigabit 
per second transfer speeds l2 plus l3 cache of 9.5 megabytes so all out of all of that the memory all i understood was 16 gigabytes of ram mm -hmm. and i guarantee you right now there's like 100 pc gamers going like but my, i got 64 gigs of ram and your ddr5 and your mother's tears I'm, I'm, or whatever i'm looking at this and i'm comparing it to my the pc yeah. i just built but and this is doesn't there's no comparison yeah but again this ain't for you right mr linus tech tips out there <laughs> Early on releases from the newly formed first-party studio Stadia Games and Entertainment will be smaller and aimed at highlighting the platform's unique capabilities. Of course. Yeah. First-party games will be Stadia exclusives, so there are going to be exclusives, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Because uh, presumably this is going to be a really easy platform to play games on. Mm -hmm. uh, most second-party games will be exclusives, and the ones that aren't will have Stadia-exclusive features. Okay. That's just saying that they're going to be second-party games. Yeah. What exactly is a second-party A second-party is an independent studio that the first party funds heavily. Okay. Like, when Rare was a second-party of Nintendo, like, Rare was its own thing, but, like, Nintendo owned, I think, like, 15%, and they funneled money into it like crazy. That's the second. We party. rarely hear about second party. Yeah, because you know they're not many of them. Yeah, and yeah. the ones that I would consider second party, most people would not like. Yeah. Like uh, Game Freak. Yeah, they're a second party studio, but most people would yell at me for saying that. Well, because they have put out games on like Xbox One and like a right. second party is exclusively works for one studio. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Doom Eternal has been confirmed for Stadia. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Stadia controller is required to play games on a TV with a Chromecast. That I didn't know. Well, with a Chromecast. With a Chromecast, yeah. That makes sense. I think that makes sense. I mean, sense. because it said before, like, it's, you can use other, like, controllers with uh, Stadia. So Probably I, I, on computer. Yeah, I would just assume, like, you could do the same thing with a Chromecast, but I guess not. Well, I mean, the, you know, it's a tiny little device. You yeah. don't got a lot of, like, yeah. you can't screw around with it too much. Yeah. Uh, Google has sent Stadia dev kits to over 100 development partners. Harrison told us that the games available on Stadia at launch and shortly after will be revealed in the summer. I don't know. I, I wonder what that entails, sending out a dev kit. It's probably just all digital. It's probably, well, I mean, they still probably had to send them like a PC built to like those specs. I don't the know. The specs of the server. Unless they, oh yeah, yeah. Unless, well, unless they open the servers up to them. Yeah, but now they probably wouldn't want to do that. They probably wouldn't want to like have people access into it, you know, because that could be a security risk. Yeah, if you have like a like a what's it called? If you set up its own little instance, you know, maybe. According to Harrison, uh, the video game inspired icons shown during the lead up to the GDC presentation are not indicative of the games of the type of games coming to Stadia. And we're just for fun. There was one set of icons where it was like a cowboy hat, revolver, lasso, horse. So everybody was like, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to Stadia. Oh, why would they do that? I don't know. They did a lot of dumb stuff. They did. For this. Yeah. Um, like 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 having the the Dreamcast, the Power Glove, and uh, E.T. for the Atari. Like yes. in, in glass cases. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. Who thought yeah. that was a good idea? Dreamcast flopped. Power Glove was is just like a dumb gaming yeah. icon, and E.T. is the worst game in history. Yeah. That'd be like, you know, a, a museum for movies, and you have, like, you know, the smell-o-vision gimmick from the 50s, 
Plan 9 from Outer Space on Beta and something else equally stupid. <laughs> the, the, the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. What we still need to find out, according to Kotaku. It's unclear what the minimum internet connection is to use Stadia. I think that's very important. Yeah. We're going to need to figure that out Yeah, uh, They specifically asked, can it run games at 480p at 30 on a 10 uh, megabit per second connection? I bet they could do 1080p 30 at 10 megabits. I don't How see why not. How much does PlayStation Now require? Three, I think. And Very how, little. And what does that get you? Probably like 480. I don't okay. know. It doesn't say. Uh, three to five. Uh, somewhere between three and five. But it's not a lot. Which I think is something that people don't expect. Yeah. That you don't need that crazy of an internet connection to play to have games streamed to you uh while you look that up what amount of latency is google targeting for stadia uh and what will the minimum threshold be for the people to be able to play a game on the platform yeah i think that's also really important the minimum requirement we don't know how stadium will be priced or packaged i would expect it to be around or less than ten dollars a month because anything more than that would be kind of crazy yeah uh what happens when google decides to shut down certain stadia servers or reallocate the data centers in the future yeah well then they'll yeah. have to shut down stadia then they're gonna then everybody's gonna lose everything yeah that's I mean, a big deal it, again it's like netflix but like that's just it man <laughs> but i feel like gaming is different because you spend so much time and energy into it you want to have your progress with you you know, I know with Google Plus, like that's shutting down, but they're letting you save your data mm-hmm. from it. So hopefully, they give you the option to save the data. It would be nice have. to like get your save files out. Yeah, but a lot of games you can't transfer that save data. You can. You just like on a PS4, like I can transfer my save data from my PS4 to your PS4. I right. just have to be logged in. Right. But yeah. you can't transfer your save data from your PS4 to your PC. No. You, you'd be transferring it from your Stadia to another platform. You yeah. Know, if they shut down Stadia. Is what I'm saying. Right. Um, is there any minimum technical... Okay, I get it. You want to know the minimum requirements. Yeah. Everybody does. We know the Stadia controller requires its own Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, so the way the Stadia controller works is it doesn't work over Bluetooth. It connects over Wi-Fi so that it can send the data from the controller directly to the network and then send that directly to the Stadia servers. They say that should cut down on input lag. That's very cool. Yeah, it's very interesting. That makes a lot of sense why yeah. they'd want their own controller. Yeah, and it may, that makes a lot of sense as to why it would work with a Chromecast. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, is that requirement in, included in or in addition to the 25 megabit per second needed to stream games at 1080p, 60 frames per second? That's a good question. Did they confirm 25 megabits for 1080p, 60? Because they said 30 megabits per second for 4K, 60. I think they did. Because they didn't say that in this article. Yeah. Maybe not in this article, but I know they said it somewhere. Okay. Well, we got those two yeah. requirements. And least. I know that like on PC, you can use like a Bluetooth controller. But like the Stadia controller should have better connection and it has extra features. So then what's 1080p 30? Would it be 20? Or Probably be, 20 or 15. 15. Yeah. Google said it's committed to cross-play with Stadia, but did not specify whether it meant cross-play just between devices that can run Stadia or with other platforms like PS4 Switch. I think it was very heavily implied that it was cross-platform between platforms. Between Stadia, PS4? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they want in on that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if for right now they just meant like TV with Stadia, tablet with Stadia, 
the the way he said it yeah was like waiting for an ovation right you know like so i think he was he meant yeah. between platforms but it was really cool to see him like be playing it on the phone and then instantly go to the computer and it's the same game yeah. immediately that was really cool. That's mm-hmm. like taking a switch, plugging it into the dock, and then you're immediately playing. It's that quick. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, are features hyped in the presentation like state share and crowd play optional for developers, or will all Stadia games be required to have them? This was another thing that I thought was really interesting and yeah. really forward thinking. Um, so right now on all these other platforms, they have a the little share button where you can yeah. share like a little quick video of your gameplay. Um, in Smash Brothers, when you save like a like a game, when you save like one of your matches, mm-hmm. it saves the data of the match. Then you have to go into your little game data, yeah. and you need to make a video from that data. Oh. So it doesn't save a video of the da- of of the game. It saves just the data that happened during the game. Then you have to re- <clears throat> then you have to make yeah. a video. Um, State share will share a slice of the game with other people who have stadia yeah so if you're playing a roguelike let's say and you enter some area that's like really bizarre and weird and like super hard you can cut that part out of the game and be like who else can beat this i can't beat this part it'll be like when we used to play mission impossible on n64 and you were the only person who could beat the the wire mission Instead of everybody Naturally. giving me the <laughs> instead of everybody giving me the cartridge to give to you, they just send you that part and be like, Bob, do this. Well, that's we don't know if it'll affect their game. True. I, I think it's just a slice of their game that other people can screw around with, you know? Yeah. Uh, this feature allows this is from nine to five Google State Share allows is a feature that allows some games to share the player's exact state in the game and allow other players to jump in immediately to that point. Um, as described at GDC, this would allow a player to share their spot in a game and encourage others to perhaps beat their time or high score. When shared, the game's current state includes a, the player's position, health, uh, and more can be shared through a single link. I'd imagine that'd be optional for developers, similar to how the share button is optional for Nintendo developers. True. But, okay, but let's talk about crowd play next. That's what I was going to say. Crowd play is what you're thinking where you would send me the Mission Impossible level. Yeah. And then I would beat it. Crowd play also enables Google Stadia to, to engage live stream viewers in a way not possible on other platforms. A YouTube live stream can enable viewers to wait in line for their turn to play the creator. Uh, with just a single click, users can jump into the game without anyone exchanging usernames or adding friends. That's really cool. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, it's, they're not they're not required. They're optional. But if well, we don't know if they're optional. Right. If they are optional and not a lot of developers use it, then these are not going to become common features. Right. You know Correct. this this is like the the touchpad on the PS4. Correct. You know, it, it'll like, oh, it's a launch thing, so we're all going to use it. And then once we realize it's a dumb thing that we don't have to use, we're going to stop using it. Yeah. So I think I think console manufacturers do that a lot. They yeah. have these features that they think are going to be big deals, and then they just they flop. They don't yeah. work very well. I think state share is really interesting. Yeah. I think it's more interesting than just a share button on the freaking controller. You know. Yeah. I think this is. 
kind of a because you're sending you're just sending a piece of your game and it's you don't have to pay for that well i yeah. guess you pay for the stadia subscription so it's all included if it even is a subscription yeah we don't know that we're assuming it's a we're assuming it's a yeah. subscription but for all we know you could be paying it's like ps now you pay for a la carte well if let's assume it, it if it's a subscription it makes sense for state share to even exist yeah because you're playing this game mm -hmm. That you don't own, you know, you have yeah. to be paying at least a license, you know. So, paying a subscription to play that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how will Google moderate the platform? In his split-screen interview, Harrison said the focus would be on quote marginalizing toxicity rather than necessarily getting rid of it altogether, and adding that game developers, publishers will be able to choose the influencers they work with and how, but didn't specify what tools. All right, I don't really care about that. <laughs> so they're going to, you know, try to cut back on trolls, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and I know there's, like, some controversy between, like, free speech and, like, you know, policing the platform, but, like, yeah. it's Google's platform. Yeah. There was something last week that uh there was a game on steam where you just rape and murder women yeah and they took it down and there was like a talk about whether or not that was okay for them to take that game down yeah and it's like dude there's of score. course they gotta yeah. take that game down <laughs> do you not want them to take that yeah. game down and they're like i think kotaku was like it's unclear why they took the game down it's like dude it's very clear why they took that game I feel down. like Kotaku would not be the type of people who say, like, it's unclear. Well, they didn't they... give, like, a good response. Valve didn't give a good response. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, they don't need to. Yeah. They should have just said, dude, the game's... A I think the game was... What the was the game called? It was called something. I think it was called Rape Simulator or something. Yeah, it was yeah. something. And it's like... God, I really don't want to have to Google this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, uh, that's... The reason it was taken down was in the title. Yeah. Like, you don't need to give a reason. It's like, if you don't invite somebody to your party, why do you have to give a reason? I just don't like that guy, yeah. you know? He's not allowed in my house. Rape Simulator is not allowed on my platform. Anyway, so I don't care about how YouTube decides to police the yeah. there on their platforms. It really doesn't matter to me. I'm sure they'll do a fine job. Um, what I thought was interesting is that there's another feature where if you get stuck in a game, uh, Google Assistant will help you. Yeah, there's a Google Assistant button on the controller. Yeah. So you press it, and there's a microphone on the back. It'll pick you up. It's like, okay, Google, uh, help me with this part of the game or whatever. And then it'll like send you to a YouTube link of like somebody like showing you how to beat the game, or like it'll pull up a walkthrough for the game. Now, now having a Google Assistant button on the controller sounds like one of those things. Like, yeah, like it's, the touch it sounds stupid that you're not going to use. Yeah. But if you get stuck in a part of the game, instead of YouTubing it. You ask Google Assistant, and it YouTubes it and puts you at the part of the video where you're at yeah. in the game. That's crazy. It's there's a lot like of like really cool ideas going on here yeah. with like everything that they're saying, like the, the what the Google Assist button can do with the state share and the crowd play and all this. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they pull <laughs> this off, and it's great. And it is indicative of where gaming is going and that, you know, everybody else gets in on the bandwagon. I just, I don't know if we're there yet. Mm -hmm. And yes, Google is a company that could, you know, theoretically have, you know, the right infrastructure to do this. But Google has never really done anything in the games industry before at all. You know, so I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential here. Yeah.
And there's also there's some great potential for marketing because all they have to do is pull from their pool of YouTubers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They did show a lot of YouTubers on uh like pictures of YouTubers on screen. I didn't see that. Yeah, there was like, you know, we here at Google, we own YouTube, and gaming is like the backbone of YouTube. And it was all like Glad you're acknowledging that now. Yeah. And never at any other time you have you ever acknowledged that. And every and like everybody was like, You're you're conspicuously missing somebody from that picture. The, like the, the beauty pie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. It, it this is you this is Google's chance to make good on their like gaming creators. Yeah. You know, you have a wealth of gaming creators. So use that yeah. for this, you know? I, I, I think there's a lot of potential here. There is a lot of potential, but there's also a lot of potential for it to fail. Yes. And again, everybody keep in mind, it doesn't have to be 4K60. It doesn't have to be It 4K, just has yeah. to work. Yeah. <laughs> and have very low latency. Also, I just want to say real quick that they put the Konami code on the back of the controller. Yeah, why? You're not cute. Like, Yeah, it's not cute. Yeah, it's not cute. That, that, that's like the oldest meme you can do. That's like... You know, your grandfather, like, remembering Contra and being like, oh, did you know about the Konami code? I'm like, like yeah, did, Grandpa, we all know about the Konami code. Is that copyrighted? Do they have to clear that? No, it's not copyrighted. I wonder, they're probably like, let's put a nod to gaming on the back. What can we do that yeah. isn't copyrighted? Yeah. Dan in the chat says, Matt Pat was there. He said some words. Oh. Was he there at the conference? I know he's there. His picture, I watched a 13-minute summary from NGAD. His picture was on the, the wall that they showed mm -hmm. of all the gamers. So, Good. Yeah. Matt Pat put out a video where he was freaking basically being like, yo, YouTube doesn't care about yeah. gaming creators. We're second tier to them. Yeah. And there's no way for us to get out of that second tier. Uh, yeah. All right. We got we got a lot of super chats to Yeah, that. we 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 went we had a we had quite a time just yeah. now. Oh my god, we did. Yeah. All right. Where was the last? Grand Pineapple was the last thing I read. Uh, I think Christopher Colville was the first super chat. I uh, know Charles Renfro was oh. with five dollars. Said love the videos, guys. Really hoping the same. Really hoping for some more Microsoft integration on Switch and definitely going to have to check out the Necrodancer Zelda game. I think. Thank you for the $5. Yes. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if Microsoft wants to put their streaming stuff on the Switch and if Google will do the same. Or if, yeah. my, or if Nintendo is going to be a gatekeeper and be like, nah, one and that's it. I don't know. Well, YouTube's already on the Switch. Yeah. So they do have some sort of connection with Google. Mm. They, I think they used to use Google Earth on the Wii when they had like Probably. the Weather Channel or whatever. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know how Nintendo's going to react to this. I had a friend who was like, million dollars, let's see if you can guess which friend. Million dollar idea. It's like, it's a, it's a screen that's like a TV. Mm -hmm. And it's just a map of the world. And you go through it and you see the weather in all the different parts of the world. It's either Piscini or Jerry. It's Jerry. Okay. And I was like, you want to make the Wii ch weather channel <laughs> is what you want to make. And he's like, no, 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 it's different. Because you can like, you know, you click on the parts of the world and you can see the weather there. And you can spin the globe around. <laughs> like, that's the freaking Wii weather channel, dude. Ugh. Anyway, Christopher Colville, $2. Thanks for not complaining, Will. I try not to. For About what? Because I was uncle, you were auntie. Sodi Cheveled Crew. I said that so wrong. Soda Cheveled Crew. $2. Try a GCHD Mark II 
with Wii Kapota Cables, the OSC. Did you leave a comment on it and then I responded to that comment? Because I like that idea. And you I was got, telling him yeah. about it. We're going to do that. Yes. Especially when I decide to play Pikmin. Just a hair with $2 streaming games so you can game on 4K on Apple. Yeah, because I don't think... on App- I have an Apple TV 4K, but I don't think any of the games on there can stream in 4K. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you'll be able to do that on a freaking iMac for sure. Yeah. That'll be great. And yeah. you, you, you try playing Fortnite on a freaking iMac. It's yeah. not a fun experience. We got a dollar from Crim7. Thank you. Thank you. It's Wacky Jackie with five dollars. This at this and XCloud are the start of video games being like music in the way that the average consumer is the average consumer you uh, uses. Yeah, any device and the hardcore have dedicated rigs. I agree. Yes. Yeah, most yeah. people. I think are going to adopt the whole streaming platform yeah. situation. Like Netflix. It's going to be like Netflix. Yeah, because like, you know, I know most people I know like stream with Spotify. What, yeah. what do you want, Dad? Our dad is, <laughs> you know, commenting on our setup. This is a new way for you to be walking over here. Yeah. You're encroaching on the set right now. Um, I just want to remind everybody that Wolf Dan Apparel is now available on... You're not wearing any. You're not wearing any, though. What's going you're on there? You're not wearing any. <laughs> You're not repping the brand here. Um, what was I saying before our father? I don't know, but Austin. Uh, Austin. No, I was. I know what I was saying. Um, most people I know use spot, like have Spotify accounts and just stream their music. But I still like download songs to my iTunes and have them on a hard drive because I like having them, you know, offline so I can listen to them whenever. So like, there still will be a market for both. Music's weird for me because I yeah. just I just stream it now. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard drive with a lot of music on yeah. it. But I never touch it. Yeah, I, just no, stream I, everything I still download everything because I usually listen to the music in my car, and you know I don't want to run it off of my like run out my data or anything, or you know if I lose connection. Like one time we were driving in Nevada and you lost connection, you couldn't stream anything. Yep. Yeah, we were screwed. So. I there's a lot of stuff that I want to listen to that I don't have that yeah. I can't get to on Google Play or on Spotify or whatever, yeah. and it's just. That's it. Yeah. I just can't listen to it. I, I, I got just into don't listen a to it then. Really big kick. Then this will be the last to say. I got into a really big kick of listening to the Donnas again for whatever reason because they're no. a great band. That's that's. You. And I realized like I don't have their first three records, and it took me a month to find them because no streaming service had them, and like the CDs were like out of stock. I found some like blog that I had to download them from. I spent fifty dollars on a one CD from Japan. Jesus. Because I could download it on iTunes, but yeah. I didn't want to. If I'm like, oh, I gotta get the physical. Yeah. One if I gotta download it, never again am I doing that. Yeah. All right. Austin Bench with two dollars, my dudes. Thank you. My Tragic dude. Toast four ninety nine. Isn't Minecraft the first Xbox Live game on the Switch? Not Cuphead. I, I don't think it has Xbox. It Live doesn't support. have Xbox Live specifically. It's the first Microsoft game on the Switch, but like the Xbox Live service. Correct. I think they're gonna add Xbox Live service to Minecraft. So yeah, you definitely. Can get like achievements and stuff. The one and only W. Two dollars. Will Switch Pro slash Switch Two be eight K, two forty frames per second? Yes, you heard it here first. I don't think you're seeing those types of things no. for like fifteen years at least. I he does bring up a thing, um, you know, with the eight K because in, in the Stadia conference they said like they said you know, oh Stadia will be able to do 1080p, it'll be able to do 4K, and it'll even be able to do 8K. Dot dot dot. In the future. <laughs> So, who is this? 
Cypher Phage gave us 20 Indian rupees. Wow. I had to look that twice. Up. He gave it to us twice. Yeah, that is uh, 29 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Just a hair gave us $2. Uh, hi, Wolf Bros. Dad. Hope you are having a good day. Well, he's gone now. He's gone now. So sorry. And most importantly, LKM Cherokee with the $5 super chat. Hey, Will. Thoughts on Justice League 20. Also thoughts on Doomsday Clock 9. I finally read Doomsday Clock 9. It is getting intense now. And I'm very interested to see. Like, I'm, I was always interested to see where it's going. But now it's like, how are they going to get themselves out of this one? Type of deal. Is there a trade yet? No. Because they're like very behind schedule. They're supposed to be done like last year and they're I, only on issue nine i just want to freaking trade man. i know i trade weight that yeah yeah definitely uh justice league 20 i liked it i liked the artwork in it but i don't remember anything that happened in the last issue so i was very lost with this issue um what do you say we try to plow through these other stories yeah okay so the first one that i that i need to talk about is konami is releasing an anniversary collection Yes. Is there anything about this that you're excited for? Uh, I think it's just cool that they're finally acknowledging their games again. True. Putting a lot of this stuff out. Um, they're doing like an arcade collection with Haunted Castle, which is like an arcade version of Castlevania. Uh, Typhoon, uh, Nemesis, known as Gradius. Um, Gradius 2, Life Force, uh, Thundercross, Scramble, and Twinbee. Uh, oh, Twinbee. Yes. Then there's the Castlevania collection, which so far only had... It's going to be eight games, but they only confirmed Castlevania, uh, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy, um, and Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4. Uh, and then the Contra collection is Contra, Super Contra, Super C, and Contra 3, The Alien Wars. I didn't know there were going to be multiple collections. Yeah. I thought it was just the... Arc, the oh there, there okay yeah it's I an arcade collection it's a castlevania collection and it's a contra collection it's, it's the, this is coming out on pc ps4 xbox one and switch in the uh castlevania collection it shows the box art for the nintendo systems and if this is going to be on other platforms they should probably change that true wait why because then I'm sure Nintendo don't, won't, won't, won't want their box art on PS4. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. straight up just Game Boy yeah. and Super Nintendo. Yeah, they can't do that. And like the NES games have the Nintendo seal quality on there. Yeah, they got to take, they got to yeah. scrub that probably, off. Because if you look at the Contra collection, they swap it out for the title screens. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And it, what I've noticed that um, Contra and the Contra collection, that's the arcade version, not the NES version. Mm. And everybody likes the NES version better. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hey, you know, as long as they're acknowledging the retro stuff, we're getting more retro stuff on the Switch. Yeah. This is better for archiving retro games. Yeah, I, I don't think great. this is a bad thing overall. Uh, f- yeah. This is good. Mm-hmm. This is good stuff. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Great, we're good. Uh, what's next? Uh, do you want to do the two Super Chats we got? or? Sure. Okay, real quick. We got uh, the one and only W with $2. Thoughts on Hatred, the 2015 indie game. Is that the game where you walk around into people's houses and just shoot their faces off? Yeah. Yeah, F that game. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently that game was like trash to begin with. So yeah. Most of like, these games that are just like, uh, you know, like, what am I? 
what am I trying to say? They're, they're just like, like over controversy, the, sim, like yeah. controversy grabbers. Yeah. Just for the sake of the controversy. Yeah. They're usually bad games anyway. Yeah. So, like Grand Theft Auto is different. Yeah, because that's a good. That's game. a good game. Like they, also, it's not forcing you to do any of these things. Yeah. You know. Um, Pancho Rubio with uh, twenty Mexican dollars. Uh, Will, do you have any scroll MCU theory? No, but the way Captain Marvel treated the scroll makes me very interested to see if they will do anything with them in the future that is closer to what they are in the comics. Because there's like several storylines where the scrolls are the are flat out the villains. Yeah. And Captain like spoiler alert for Captain Marvel, it does it's not as clean cut as that. So it'd be really cool to see another civil war. Like maybe the scrolls do something there, and all of the heroes in the MCU are like, "We got to do something about this." And the Captain Marvel's like, "No, they're my friends." And then they're maybe. all fighting Captain Marvel. Well, because the thing is, when Marvel Comics did Civil War Two, and Captain Marvel was like the leader of the opposition side, it was terrible. Yep. So they could be gearing up for that. It could be. We'll see in Phase Four. Uh, where are we? Uh, Patrino Patrinko. With $10. Not defending the horrible rape game. Off to a good start. (laughs) But to be fair, games like Manhunt are literally just about murdering people in the most brutal way possible. But people still allow that on their platforms. But the people in Manhunt aren't innocent bystanders. Yeah, like you're still killing like prisoners and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Grand Theft Auto where you can kill innocent bystanders. But that's not the point of the game. Yeah. I always say that. Yeah. I don't think people believe me. No, but it's, no, of course not. Most of the people who play Grand Theft Auto just run off and kill bystanders. Yeah. But that's not the point of the game. It's just something you can yeah. do in the game. Uh, Lazinski with $2. Your screen is black. And it is. Oops. <laughs> I, mean, I, I literally started the stream over. <laughs> that explains why the logo came up. Yep. Oopsies. Sorry, guys. We were still talking, though. Yeah. So that's fine. Can you still uh, hear us, though? No, they, they could. No. We're fine. Okay, we're all good. good now. How are you? <laughs> um, That's the last Super Chat we had. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no. Your screen's black, and then we got 79 euros. No. Pounds. Pounds. Shillings. From Ben, ben Chalvers. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Are we back? Uh, Well, yeah, we're back, but okay. they're, they're going to be delayed. Okay. We gotta plow through all this other stuff. All right, let's let's plow through it. What's next? Uh, LucasArts comeback. Yes. Uh, so out of nowhere, uh, f- Disney appears to be uh, to have resurrected Lucasfilm games. You'll probably be more familiar with their successor, the greatly missed LucasArts. Blah blah blah. Um, while LucasArts was responsible for everything from Monkey Island as a developer to Knights of Old Republic as a publisher, don't get your hopes up about a wave of new games appearing. Job listings posted on Disney's career website suggest that it will support games using Lucasfilm IP, including Star Wars, rather than developing itself. Uh, none of the listings are for developers or game artists. Therefore, roles like producer, associate, brand, art director, and marketing coordinator. The listings mention help build the next great star- set of Star Wars and Lucasfilm Heritage products. Uh, with developers and managing the review and approval of interactive products incorporating Lucasfilm IP, such as Star Wars film and television properties. What does this mean for their contract with EA? Uh, probably nothing as of right, like for the duration of the contract, because it's like a 10 year contract or whatever. Uh, but what I think this means is that 
they're going to take a bigger uh, role in the development of their games. Well, do all of these games need to be published through EA is what I mean. Yes. That sucks. I know. But it sounds like that they're building a team to like have a greater you know, say in what happens. In oh, well, games. the next paragraph was, while some might wish Disney would take away the license from EA, which has just produced only two Star Wars games, both sequels in six years, there's nothing to suggest that will happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was an update with the Disney careers listing are, are all publisher side jobs. It looks like Lucasfilm Games was also looking for designers as far back as 2017. Disney was advertising for a technical artist, an engineering manager, uh, producer, community manager, and a lead game designer on LinkedIn. This is really good. Yes. Uh, Disney has been very hands-off with, with all their games for a long time now. Um, even though they, like, they used to have like a bigger hand in things. Um, and as we saw with the EA Star Wars games, that hasn't been a good strategy. Because like, however good battle the Battlefront games were, there was always like a hundred other things holding them back. Especially mm -hmm. the last one. So, and we, ha we have Jedi Fallen Order coming out this year from Respawn. Hopefully, that's, like, untouched by, like, you know, whatever EA wants them to throw in the game. Um, but, yeah. And maybe, like, this new Lucasfilm Games division will help, like, bring back a lot of, like, the older games, like, on newer platforms. Because they've been doing a good job of, like, re-releasing the PC games on, like, Steam and GOG and stuff. But like some of that stuff, some of the console games we can't get on modern systems. Yeah, uh, we wanted Lucas Films to be back, uh, Lucas Arts, to be back in the game for a long time. Yeah, because we want that archived stuff, that retro stuff, to be new again. Yeah, they made the best Star Wars games. Yeah, we haven't gotten anything good from anybody else. So this is only good. This yeah. is only good news. This is great. I'm very excited about this. Mm -hmm. uh, skip the friggin' Quantum Quantum. Uh, Quantic Dream game comes to Epic Game Store. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Quantic Dreams is just putting their games on the Epic Game Store. They were PlayStation exclusives, but now they're on the Epic Game Store. That's it. Cool. All James right. Gunn's back. James Gunn has returned to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He was, of course, infamously fired for having some nasty tweets <laughs> 10 years ago um, in a fake controversy designed to just basically screw him over because he doesn't like Trump. Um, but now he was fired in July of last year, um, but now he has been rehired by Disney to finished guardians of the galaxy three um during that time he was fired he was hired by warner brothers to write and direct suicide squad 2 now known as the suicide squad which is a complete reboot of the of the long-running suicide squad series he's going to now do both he's wow. going to write and direct the suicide squad and he's going to write and direct guardians 3 wow yes that's crazy that's insane but good for him yes i'm glad he's back it's clear he learned his lesson from before he was fired. Like he understood, like the tweets he made were bad, um, and I think there's a conspiracy theory going out around that like Disney never really fired him; they just put him in timeout. Yeah, essentially. Well, they did. They kind of did, but no, I think what happened was they fired him. Like they legitimately fired him, and then they just put Guardians Three on like the back burner. So as like they figure out other things. You know, and then go back to that later, if at all. True. But now it, it looks like they were able to come to terms with everything. They hired him back so that they can finish what he started. They needed to lay low for a little bit. Yeah. They needed, think, they needed to distance themselves from him a little bit, which I think was dumb. Yeah. But, it was dumb that they fired him to begin with. Yeah. But so this is great news. Yes. All around. Great. Everybody wins. Everybody's happy. Uh, 
Suicide Squad might actually be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that he's still doing Suicide yeah. Squad. That's great. Yeah, I'm surprised he's still doing Suicide Squad and Disney decided to take him back. Yeah. You know? I thought that would be enough to be like, nah, forget it. Yeah. But there you go. James Gunn is successfully bringing peace to the Marvel DC Wars after all these years. And the last thing and that we lastly, have is Ezra Miller is writing The Flash. Okay, Move. so just to summarize this real quick, um, the, Flash, the Flash solo movie has been like long in development. It went through like three or four directors before finally landing on the current team of uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. They wrote a draft of the script that was apparently much lighter in tone, keeping in with uh, what's going on with uh, DC now. They're lightening up all their films. Uh, Ezra Miller apparently is not happy with the script. Uh, and he's starring as the Flash, so he is writing his own script with comic book legend Grant Morrison. Nice. And apparently, his take is much darker. <laughs> Good. Really? The uh, Flash, a dark, <laughs> the dark and gritty Flash. I I haven't read any Flash. The only Flash I know is Flashpoint, and everybody hates that except me. I thought it was great. <laughs> I mean, even Flashpoint like is not a dark. You know, comic book. The Flash is not like a Batman. Like you can't just mm. grim up the Flash. The Flash has had like serious stories, and some of them do get pretty dark. But like overall, they're not like it's not like what Batman versus Superman was, where it's just like oppressively dark. Mm. You know, the Flash is a much lighter character. Was well, what happened to Kid Flash? Like super dark? No. And like, I don't know. Even like because he, he the freaking uh, what's going on? What's the thing going on right now? With the Watchmen? What's it called? Oh, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock yeah. looks like the whole thing that happened with the Flash and his little sidekick guy. It looked Kid like, Flash. Looked like yeah. that whole thing was pretty uh, sad. It's it's sad, but it's not like, you know, it's not like I would say, you know, as dark and heavy as like, you know, something like what Batman goes through on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of like an example. Like... Uh, what was it? There, there's a, there's one from the Wally West era where Barry Allen comes back from the dead, but it turns out it was like uh, reverse Flash the whole time, and he like the whole time is like messing with Wally, like saying you're never as good as Barry Allen was, you're a loser. And he was like having a breakdown over, it, but he still came out on the other end, like you know, just as strong as he was before. Mm. You know, it's, it's never about like you know putting the Flash in a dark area. It's about like how he's able to like get through it just by on his like charisma. And Would stuff. you? Uh, compared to Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, I would say that's a fair comparison. Um, another thing, too, with uh, Ezra... The reason why Ezra Miller is, like, taking a stand and, like, writing his own script for this is because apparently his holding deal with Warner Brothers expires very soon. Which basically means... Like, a holding deal is basically like Warner Brothers said, hey, we need to keep you for X amount of months, and but if we don't develop anything within that time, you're let go. That so he's, he's trying to figure something out. So, uh, Look, I get that Ezra Miller likes being the Flash. He seems very into it. He was very good in Justice League. Mm -hmm. You know, despite all Justice League's problems, he was not one of them. So I understand, like, why he wants to say and why he's, like, trying to, like, make a good Flash movie. I just don't know if going, like, dark and getting Grant Morrison involved is the right idea. And Grant Morrison should know better than, like, having a dark Flash movie. Well, they said darker. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily I feel dark. Like, but here's you know? the thing, like, because Ezra Miller was hired by Zack Snyder, mm. who like just covered the whole DC universe in shadow, like making everything just like oppressively bleak. So I think he's still under that school of this is how the DC mm -hmm. movie should be. Okay. Yeah. 
But it's interesting. And I, I have no ill will towards Ezra Miller for wanting to, you know, grab the bull by the horns and do this himself. On the opposite side, who knew Thor could be a comedy? Exactly. You know? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're done. Yay! Oh, uh, yeah, good. Uh, uh, we, we got some super chats. Uh, yeah, okay, super chats. Uh, the one and only W loves us, gave us another $2. Thoughts on Trump? Yeah, he's president. Then that right? one W, only W gave us $2 and said, Thoughts on Philip Mewson? He's just trying to do something here. Well, yeah, I guess he is. Uh, and Caesar Demetrio with 39 Mexi- Mexican MXs says, Award-winning Suicide Squad. That's true. Quotes. It did win an Academy Award for uh, best cost, uh, best makeup and hair design. The move that that movie has more Academy Awards than you know good comic book movies. <laughs> but hey, well now it's time for the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Can I pull this up? This is another video. Okay. So get ready for that, everybody. Uh, it's going to give it away. I hate how Twitter autoplays everything. <laughs> I saw this. Play the freaking... There we go. It says Greninja like it's the video from Smash Brothers, but then it's Kermit the Frog and Douse with Water. <laughs> that's, it. that's from Ninjet Kick. Thank you. Now, can I switch scenes without breaking everything? Probably not. All right, now is when we talk to you people. Yes, as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfdenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfdenLive, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer your burning questions. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen watching at home, please start leaving your questions because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. we got a lot to go through, Bob, and we don't have a lot of time to do it, so let's do it! <laughs> okay. Do it! <laughs> Starting with last week, we got to live to rock. Welcome to episode 167 of the Wolf Den Live, a.k.a. the Fight Den. Yeah. Last week, we've gone to a, we a very heated argument, argument. Wonder Woman. Luke Antone, I love you, Will, but Bob is totally right. Oh, we're going to relive this now? Oh, and geez. Captain Marvel is better than Wonder Woman. What? All right, listen. <laughs> things don't have to be better than other things. I kind of True. regret even bringing up Wonder Woman yeah. at all. But, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Things, like, you don't have to compare. With, like, my, so my friend got a Super Nintendo today, and he texted me, Yo, I can't believe I haven't gotten this earlier. So much better than the Sega Genesis. And I was like, why does it have to be yeah. better? Why can't they both just exist? Yeah. You know? That's the thing. Like, especially, it's like. He wasn't talking about the games because the games he got weren't good. <laughs> he was talking about the hardware, which isn't better than the Genesis. They're both the same. I mean, it's weird because, like, only in video games and, like, comics is this a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you have to pick a side. You have to be Marvel or DC. You have to be Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft or Sega and Nintendo, depending on when you were born. You know, it's not like, you know, you know oh, are you, an, are you an NBC guy or a <laughs> CBS guy? Yeah. That's not a thing. Anyway, Arcane321, the hate on VR is getting real old. Favorite way to play, gonna be honest. That's weird. Yeah. That you're watching a Wolf Den video and your favorite way to play video games is through VR. <laughs> <laughs> that's really weird hey you do whatever the hell you yeah, want yeah i mean man. you do you we're not shaming or anything it's just from what we've seen vr doesn't seem to be the big deal that they've made it out to be true Petrinko, bob was 100 percent right oh here we go baby i think fred is just pulling these because he wants to oh you're in last week's wolf den lot yeah uh, we do hashtag first oh crap all right well we're doing last week first <laughs> sorry so get ready with hashtag wolf den live if you want to yeah. talk to us on twitter 
Um, Bob was interested to write Wonder Woman was insanely overrated. Only two characters had has any kind of weight to them. The story was slow and boring, and the twist and ending were laughingly bad. Also, Bob is coming up with actual criticism while Will, whom I love, is just yelling and getting mad about iconography. Yeah, I was yelling and getting mad. Therefore, I was right. True. Have you ever been on the internet? That's how you win every argument. You know, he has a point. He reminded me about the last fight. I I don't don't want to bring this up, but I'm going to anyway. There was a part where Wonder Woman left her sword on the roof, and then she went to go fight the bad guy, and then she went, oh, no, my sword. (laughs) And then it cuts away from her, and then it cuts back to her jumping down into the same spot she just jumped from, but now she has the sword. Look, I've admitted that. I thought that was so funny. I've admitted that the final boss fight in Wonder Woman is not as strong as the rest of the movie. Mm. But my thing is, the rest of the movie was so strong, I could give two craps about how, how the final boss fight ended up. I disagree. Watch the movies with Mikey on Wonder Woman. That's all I have to say. Bat Mabel. Hello, Bob and friend. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hello, Bob, my friend. I thought he was throwing something at you. Yeah. Did you know that Super Mario Bros. 2 is actually a Japanese game called Will Was Right? <laughs> he knows just how li- to get to I me. I like this guy. He knows just how to get to me. Eddie Yoshi. Smash Ultimate desperately needs more content, at least for me. Classic mode is fun until you get to like the final three-fourths of characters left. That's that you just cannot stand, so that's done. And World of Light is just too much a chore to play. At least the spirit board doesn't have any uh pretensions about being anything more than a quick, ever-changing mode, but World of Light is marketed as this big story adventure mode when it really, really is not. Besides those two, there is nothing single player left. Target Smash, Home Run, Boss Rush, and actual All-Star mode. Stage Builder mini games like Race the to the Finish or Board the Platforms. It desperately needs these modes again to have some semblance of variety. I agree. World of Light is not as great as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm v- I know somebody who beat it, and he said like there's nothing to it. You need to put a lot of hours into it. Yeah, um, but it's it's a game for. You, you need to be heavily into multiplayer to like really love this game. Yeah. I will say classic mode is is great. I like classic, classic mode. Classic mode is just as good as it always was. Yeah. I used to play it on in Melee and on N64. I used yeah. to just do classic mode over and over again. And I don't yeah. know why. I just I was just super into it. Um because you could just beat it in like twenty minutes and be yeah. done, you know. And I did it with the the one for the for the three DS. I played classic mode over and over again. Mm-hmm. I haven't really in this because now I'm just enthralled with the online. But this is a game that you need to be cool with online multiplayer. Hunter of the North. There was totally a stage builder in Smash Wii U. You used the gamepad to draw stuff. It was meh. Yeah, we just we determined that. Yeah. Oh, and Wii U. And Wii U. We didn't say Wii U. No, we said Wii. We did say Wii. Huh. I didn't I, I don't remember in Wii U at all. Because apparently it was meh. Apparently it was meh. Yeah. Alright, hashtag Wolfden Live. Yes. I don't know where it is. Oh, here it is. Uh as of three days ago, Fart Fart says, do either of you feel like you are getting Marvel fatigue? I f- still feel the movies are getting, uh, movies are great, but I feel like I am getting the same thing every time. Also, sometimes they insert comedy when it is not needed and it feels forced. Uh, f- I can see that. And yeah. that's why I think a lot of people thought Captain Marvel was meh. Because yeah. it's the same. It's, as- it's the Marvel formula. Yeah. It's like the the prototypical Marvel formula movie. 
I'm not burnt out by them necessarily, but like I am starting to see like the cracks in them. Like I feel like Endgame is going to be a different story, but like when Spider-Man Far From Home comes out, like is that going to be you know following in the same Marvel template? Yeah, I and I think Infinity War kind of changed the formula because it's it. Yeah, cool because it was such a different movie. Yeah, yeah. and I think Endgame is going to do the same thing. Yeah, but all the other movies they need to spice things up. A yeah, like allegedly we're getting a Black Widow movie, we're getting an Eternals movie. Um, I think they confirmed Doctor Strange 2, getting Guardians 3. Um, like, how significantly different are these movies going to be, you know, moving forward? They're trying to move things out of New York yeah. because they wasted the New York, uh, you know, setting on a lot of other characters. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's enough. I think they need to change the tone of some movies. Yeah. Know? No, absolutely. The, the tone, for the most part, is like the same across the board. And bring Spider-Man back to New York. Because if anybody's going to be in New York, it's got to be Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. No. I've, look, like, I, I think it's cool that they're taking him to Europe for a movie. But Spider-Man is the New York superhero. Yeah. So, like, he can't be, he can't be a globetrotting hero But that's why he's going to Europe is because they wasted New York on all these other heroes. Which is annoying. Uh, Felicus says, you should name today's episode Sub to PewDiePie. And he mm-hmm. added something else. Subgap is slowly creeping. Oh, PewDie- PewDiePie versus T-Series, Will. I think he got overtaken by T-Series. Right. Well, I feel like I feel bad trying to subscribe to PewDiePie when the guy who shot up those people in New Zealand right, also that said happened. to subscribe to PewDiePie. So I'm not going to tell you to do that. <laughs> I think you should subscribe to PewDiePie because he's a great content creator. Moving on. <laughs> also, what's the little OK sign? Everybody said that's another white supremacy symbol. Yeah. Even though we used to do that to our friends all the time. I know. Everything- Next thing a white supremacist is going to yell knobs. Yeah, no, we can't do that Everything's anymore. We can't supremacy. fart in yeah. peace anymore. So yeah, I mean, listen, PewDiePie is going to get overtaken eventually. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, but so. he's still the number one uh, uh, independent creator. Yeah, so that's not going to change. Here's anything. the thing, though. It's like Sir Mix-a-Lot said. Like once you get to the t- once you get to number one, there's no number zero. So the only place you can go is down. True. And that's why he was never able to top the success of Baby Got Back. <laughs> Q73 power. No. Muhammad Hater. Muhammad Hater says, Damn, the Wonder Woman fight almost broke up the Wolfton. You can't break up this. We're brothers. <laughs> no, you physically can't. Q73 <laughs> power. My friend got me Mighty Number no. 9 and Sonic Forces as a troll gift. I actually like Sonic Forces. You're weird. And f- had fun with it. It felt like it could have been amazing, but it fell short in many ways. Mighty Number no. 9 is most flaming turd trash of awfulness my Wii U has ever experienced. Got it free for Wii U? Is Mighty Number no. 9 come out on Wii U? I thought they canceled it. He said most trash awfulness my Wii U ever experienced. They canceled it for 3DS. I think. No. They canceled it for a lot of things. Vita. They did cancel I got Vita. it for V. I pre-ordered it for Vita. Yeah. And then I ended up getting it on Switch. And then I never played it. Because yeah, no, I played Wii a demo U. and it was bad. It didn't come out on Switch. It came out on Windows, PS3, PS4, Wii U, 360, Xbox One, Mac, and Linux. What did I get it for? No, I've been waiting for the Vita version. Because yes. they said we're going to make the Vita version yeah. and they just never did. So I guess it, that it was just a, wasted my Kickstarter pre-order. It, I think it was eventually a PS4, PS Plus game. So they, there you go. I kickstarted yeah. for no freaking reason. Uh, where are we? Oh, okay. Uh, 
LXRD Stardust says, when it's Wednesday, looking forward to hashtag Wolfden Live. And it's same energy, and it's Miles Morales and, and Miles, Miles Tails Power. Power making the same face. <laughs> same energy, different Miles. I like that. Bat Mabel, hey guys, can't make it to the stream today, but I just wanted to drop some hot trivia to you fine people. Bob, did you know that Doki Doki Pack is actually an American game called Super Mario Bros. 2? <laughs> ah, that was low low effort there. Yeah. Your, your, I, your one on it. last week was much better. Yeah. Big Yoshi says, besides Super Mario Maker 2, that goes for you. But Bob, what is your most anticipated title of the year? Mine has to be Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening or Luigi's Mansion 3. Pokemon? Pokemon. I guess. Yeah, but like I keep saying, Resident Evil 2 was my most anticipated game. Got, so it's all downhill from here. I got blinders on for, for Mario yeah. Maker. Uh, we got to like not do all of these. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Meech says, hey, well, uh, Will, just watch Captain Marvel again. It's still good. It's got me thinking, though. Uh, Carol is kind of OP, ain't she? Is Endgame going to be 30 minutes uh long ending in her giving thanos a wedgie or something everybody thinks like that captain marvel is just going to show up and like defeat thanos no problem i don't think that's what's going to happen no i think she's going to come i think she's going to like introduce herself to the avengers they're like going to you know talk her through like who she is and i think she's going to help but i don't think she's going to single-handedly take out Correct. thanos i think what's going to happen if anything thor is going to be the one to take out thanos give the final blow thor is probably just as op yeah it's just that thor is always up against other gods yeah and carol is not yeah carol's up against scrolls you know yeah. like it's it's different yeah it's different so uh jordan says did google mention the price of the new console controller what kind of third parties would you expect to launch and do we know about it will it be a launch no, no, no. Yeah, nothing. Uh, they said Ubisoft and id are confirmed third parties. Uh, they didn't say how much anything is going to cost. Um, they didn't say. They just said it's coming out this year, I think. All right, I'm making the executive decision to stop doing the hashtag Wolf. Okay. Sorry, the other. Sorry, two everybody. But now we're in the chat. Yes, and we're going to do this for like two minutes, and then we're out. Okay. Uh, Relic One says Melee version didn't really have a storyline to it. That's why I was excited for the World of Light, but then I kind of got disappointed in the end. Yeah, there was like no story. Yeah. I feel like Subspace Emissary was a better idea than World of Light. Yeah, just this was their way of trying to not work too hard at yeah. making a single player. Also, uh, they like he said, like, oh, everybody just posted the videos of it on YouTube and spoiled the story. So I think that was their way of like not doing that. True. So, uh, World of Light was a way to add a lot of depth to single player, but yeah. with no story. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sucked. Uh Van Man says, I just found a $40 GameCube console. It's at a local store, and I think I'll take a while for Switch GameCube support. I think it'll take a while for Switch GameCube support. That's a really good deal for a damn GameCube. Yeah, get it. If it's in good, good condition. Yeah, if it's in good condition, and if it has the uh, digital component output, then definitely get it. Then you can add an H, uh, GCHD to it. Meowsies, how will Endgame end, and why is it inside Thanos? Hashtag Ant-Man. <laughs> I think Ant-Man. Ant-Man's going to be the one to deliver the final blow to Thanos. You watch. Ant-Man has the solution. Yeah. He has figured it out. Yes. And that's Y'all y'all laugh. I'm like, oh, Ant-Man movies are dumb. Why would everyone want to see Ant-Man? Ant-Man's going to save us all. I think it's really cool that they left some people out of the first, or, you know, of Infinity War. Yeah. And now those people look like they're a pretty central focus. Yeah. Uh, 
Spaz Tack says, does that Google Chrome game have a name? I always called it Jumpy Dinosaur. You know what he's talking about? No idea. You know when you don't have internet and Chrome has a little dinosaur? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumpy Dinosaur. Oh. I'm sure it does have a name. Yeah. But I wonder if we can play that. $2 from Christopher Colville. Hashtag Wolf Den Live is dead. Long live. Hashtag Wolf Den Live. Why? Why? What happened? We're still going. We're still going, but yeah. not for too long. Uh, it's Wacky Jackie. Thoughts on Billy Joel? I think he is a Long Island saint. He's the hero of Did he do something? People. Did he touch anybody? I don't know. Did he touch anybody? Did he do something bad? Otherwise, he's a piece of crap, <laughs> and I don't like him anymore. Um, Ian Quinn says, Homecoming had a had that killer Michael Keaton performance. Far from home, better step up. It's got it's got that Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it'll it'll have a good Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal performance. It'll be very good. I'm very excited yeah. for that. Uh, Homecoming might be my favorite Marvel movie uh, besides Infinity War. It, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah. Although I probably have to rewatch it. Yeah, I might rewatch I, it before that. I have to like try and like I'm, my plan on rewatching all the Marvel films before Endgame and not commit suicide in the process. I gotta like figure out how I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Mr. Brock Rock says, "Did you see Bill and Ted just made a video that they are filming Bill and Ted Three this summer? Did yeah, you watch that video? I watched that video. It, it's uh, Keanu Reeves and Alice Winter like in the Hollywood Bowl and be like, hey, 'Hey, we're making Bill and Ted 3. I think that I. I, it made me want to watch all the other Bill and Ted movies because I've never seen them. Really? Yep. There's only two of them. <laughs> I know. I've never seen They're them. They're very good. Uh, thought, thoughts on post-Infinity War saga? Post, thoughts on post-Infinity Saga? They're calling the first three phases of the MCU now the Infinity Saga. Okay. So like anything after that from Spider-Man Homecoming onward is going to have some other name, whatever. I have no thoughts on it because I don't know what it's going to be because Infinity because Endgame is going to change everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going to happen that drastically... There's an interesting theory that the snap didn't kill everybody. It split the universe into a second yes. universe. So home, uh, Far From Home is after the snap, and it's in a separate universe. Interesting. And that would make a lot of sense. It would, but it wouldn't because of the trailer made everybody seem like everybody was okay. And I feel like post-snap... If that were true, because we've seen Endgame, those trailers, everybody's still devastated from the snap. So I'd imagine if it transported. No, people- no, 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 yeah, it transformed. They're in this in the world that we're currently in, six one six. Yeah, they're gone. Right, they disappeared. Yeah, but they were all transported to an in this other world. Let's call it six one seven. Yeah, all those other people were snapped. You see what I mean? Yeah. So it's split. Okay. So in Spider-Man's world in Far From Home, and according to this theory, Captain America's not there. Tony Stark's not there. So it's Spider-Man Homecoming takes place in the 617 you're yes. talking about. Yes. Okay, but what I'm saying is in 616, the, the end game, everybody's sad that everybody's missing. If that same event happened in 617, but from the reverse, I'd imagine everybody would still be upset that everybody's missing. Correct. And nobody looks upset in Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, like you said in your video today, trailers could lie to you. That's true. They sure can. And, and I mean, they talk about Tony Stark and getting the suit because you have freaking, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, John Favreau. Yeah. Happy Hogan. All right. Uh, we're reading these two super chats and then we're getting yeah. out of here. Go ahead. Uh, Christopher Colville with $2. Same team as high school football rules. It does. That's a, that's a Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted thing. I knew that because yeah. I read, read it today. 
SJR5991, $5. Random, but you guys ever played Beautiful Joe? Also, do you think Cap could wield Stormbreaker in Endgame? Take my money, please. I don't uh, know what that means, Will. Tell I've played means. Beautiful Joe. It's a very good game. I mean, I know what that <laughs> means. I know what that part means. Uh, have you played Beautiful Joe? No, I kind of want it. It's very good. Because it's supposed to be one of the best game Yeah, games. there's two of them, and I recommend both of them. Um, Stormbreaker is his Thor's new hammer. The one he makes in Infinity War. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I We've seen that uh, Captain America can kind of move Mjolnir. We saw that in uh, Age of Ultron. And in the comics, he can pick it up no problem because he's worthy. Um, we don't know about uh, Stormbreaker and if it's the same thing, like you have to be worthy. Because technically, Groot picks it up. True. That's so, true. Yeah. So... That- I- <laughs> he kind of picked it up with no fanfare. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like he he. I would imagine Groot being pretty worthy of that. Yeah. You know? So I think I mean I think it would be rad if Captain America wielded Stormbreaker. Yeah. But I feel like it would have made it would have had more significance if he picked up Mjolnir. Here's the thing: if in the if in the first hour of uh, Endgame. They make a bit about people not being able to pick up Stormbreaker. Yeah. Captain America's picking up Stormbreaker at the end. Yeah. So that's a little foreshadowing for that. If yeah. that happens, so someone's picking it up at yeah. the end. So. Or Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. should be able to pick it up too. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is here every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put this up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We are also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Don't forget to head on over to twitch.tv slash wolfden for more streams. I might play Smash Brothers tomorrow. I said that this week might be the first time we use the new computer. It's over there. Yes. So it's not, I, we're not using it. I was it. wondering why it's over there. Uh, it's because I've been too much of a puss <laughs> to transfer everything over. I think I'm uh, going to do that tomorrow. Yeah. So, because... Uh, if something goes wrong, we'll have nothing to stream on, and that scares me. Yeah. So next week, we'll have a whole new setup going on, mm-hmm. and hopefully I won't screw things up like I did this week. Thank you guys for watching. Oh, don't forget, we're going to be at PAX next yes, week. We got a lot of PAX. stuff. We're going to have a signing on Friday. Yes. At 3 p.m. at the ScreenWave booth. Is it 3 p.m.? Or is it 2 p.m.? Yeah, I think you said 3, yeah. It's either 2 or 3 p.m. <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, over at the ScreenWave booth. Uh, then on Sunday... At 11.30 a.m., we have a panel at the Bumblebee Theater. So please, attend one of those if you're at PAX. Just to say hey. Yeah. you know, Or if you see us walking the the hallways of PAX, just be like, hey, it's the Wolf Den. We will be there. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.